Very, very fitting for that drop this week because I think we uh, have a special oh, I guest. Think I think that. he is somebody <laughs> who actually does slide around uh, li- listening to Eminem with his old lady. But uh, <laughs> welcome back. We got a lot to talk about this week, a lot going on. Uh, I have a special guest. Have a, a very special guest, a, a, a man, a, 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 I would say he is a, a legend in training, a H-Channel radio legend in training, man. He's been uh, grinding hard in radio for a minute now. He is, of course, the host of In the Loop, or Legend in the Making is better. Legend in Training sounds like he's 15 years old, <laughs> but uh, Legend in the Making in H-Channel radio. He is the host of In the Loop on Sports Radio 610 with um, uh, John Lopez and, of course, Figgy Fig, our very own Figgy Fig, producer of the year, by the way. Got to get <laughs> yep. that in there. Um, he is also the uh, host of the Landry, Lo- I think it's uh, the Locker Room podcast. That's right, on YouTube the number well. one podcast, or the number one YouTube channel in Houston when it comes is to... Is it? When it comes to um, Houston Texans, yeah. I feel you, I feel you. Yeah, I, I thought she meant, like, statistically. But oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. It I, might, feel I think you. it might be statistically. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the most it's nowhere, very controversial yeah. as well, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I know that part. <laughs> According to some of the people who come in our podcast. But yes, yeah, a very talented radio host. Also a, a, a hater, but I appreciate a good hater, man. See, people don't understand the art of hating. I think Landry understands the art of being a hater. And uh, I, that, I appreciate that about him. So, yes. Finally, on the Jim the Juice podcast, I talk about 
the new movie White Men Can't Jump, the remake. We have our own very own white man joining the show this week. Uh, Landry Locker joins the podcast finally. Finally. Yes. <laughs> Bumping Eminem. You crazy as hell. I don't I don't think I've bumped Eminem in probably 19 years, I would say. What? Eminem. Yeah. Just to have it, man. What, what, what's oh. there been to bump? Maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit after that, but it, it's been it's been at least a decade and a half since bumping Eminem. Eminem. The, the problem with Eminem and Dr. Dre is that, and 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 my theory on why Dr. Dre never dropped that that article or, or that column, or damn, not column. Talking I'm talking about I'm, uh, that detox. detox. Detox is because they'd get canceled in a matter of seconds. Like they're not like they, you would go back in time. All every women's group would be after Dr. Dre. That's why he has to lay low and, and and sell all his stuff. And Eminem, if you go back and play some of his old stuff, man, he's gonna be canceled like that. You go back and listen to some of that stuff. Okay, detox had been in the works for like twenty plus years before this never cancel dropped. culture stuff even existed. He never dropped so, it. He never yeah, dropped because it. it. It he he wasn't satisfied with how it sounded. Okay. Because Dr. Dre is somebody who feels like he has to top himself twenty every years. Time he drops twenty yeah. years. He in his mind he couldn't drop anything that sounded as good or better than two thousand one. I think he's talked about this, which I understand. But also, you know, it's kind of you could you could, you could argue that it's kind of quitting. But see, he can't drop nothing now, though. You know that he went eh. like no nah, since twenty eleven. As soon as twenty eleven hit. He could have had a masterpiece. He can't drop a damn thing. That's His true. Ass would be His ass oh. would be canceled. Eminem would be canceled. That's why Eminem walks around scared and he only that's says not, that he that's not. Eminem still drops and Eminem still goes platinum, man. Mm -hmm. Eminem still sells When's a lot of records. Went platinum? When's the last time he went platinum? I'm sure his last album went platinum. We could check the sales numbers, but Eminem gets a lot of support from his fans still. From white people who are not afraid to still be fans of Eminem, unlike you, I'm Mister. Dead. I don't. I haven't listened to him in 19 years, even <laughs> though I dyed my hair blonde just like he did way <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> that wasn't his thing. That was a white. That was a white boy suburb. That was man. Eminem, man. Stop that was it. A white boy suburb thing. That was Eminem, dog. Stop it. You know you was bumping that Marshall Mathers LP hard. <laughs> I was doing that. I was doing that. I can't. I was, I was too. Man. I can't speak for We were always sliding around with our old lady listening to Eminem during that time. For sure. For sure. With the uh remember when you had like the the square CD changer where you have you could put like five and you could like change it a little bit. You remember those? Yeah. yeah. The square yeah. and you had to like, but it was kind of a pain in the ass because you had to stop the car or you reach back like dangerously grabbing yeah. it. No, you got some plug and then put it in there. No, nah, some of them was in the trunk. You actually yeah. had to go out. You had to get out the car, go in the trunk to put change the CD. If you driving Man. and you be like, "Dang, I ain't even got that CD in there," you just gotta, you just gotta roll with what, what was in the disc changer. Do kids get systems anymore? Like, are, are kids putting twelves no. and tens back, or is, are the cars no. just so nice that you don't need them now? Factory is good enough now. Nobody uh, yeah. gets sound to, systems no more. To be honest, man, man, I thought about getting some if I had another car, but. It's too damn dangerous, man. People be breaking. That's a good reason to break into your car. I got my car broken into having some 12s in my shit. And they took 10 or 12. They took everything, man. Man, so, that used to be what was up. Yeah, one time I got pulled over. I was in the store, and um, my homeboy was in the car, and we was bumping the music. 
I came out there, man. They had him on the hood of the car, <laughs> pretty much, because he ain't touched my radio. And if I, if he would have opened the trunk, they would have took the night stick and just killed the speakers. And he knew they was going to do that. So he was just like, man, this ain't my car. And they got an attitude with him. And uh, they actually took him to jail. Damn, oh, damn. So since that? That, yeah, since that point, man, I'm like, you know what? Let me take this shit out, man. This shit is dangerous. Man, getting <laughs> getting CDs though, like albums you talk about, like that old era, that used to be so. I mean, it used to be so fun, man. It used to, it really used to be like the. It, it used to be a thrill. Even you go back to like the the Houston days, like when uh, when you you would have to go to like a specific spot to get like the Swisher House stuff that would drop and stuff because that's how I first got introduced to it. Was I worked at a CD factory like one summer and I saw. Uh, like, get your mind correct. Like, they would put out all kinds of, like, local rappers' CDs. And then there was, get your mind correct, they had the blue and the red. And this was when, like, you couldn't go online and see who these dudes were. Like, you, 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 the, the, the source would put an article out, and then you would say, oh, okay, that's who, that, that's who that was on the radio. But if you heard something on the radio and you wanted to find out what it was, you had to call them fools up. And, yeah. and, and sometimes they wouldn't answer, and you'd have to say, hey, what was that song that y'all played at this time? But... That's how I discovered, like, that whole era of stuff. And then you had to go to, like, a specific store. It was Six Flags Mall um, in, in Arlington. And then it was Eargasm, uh, which was, like, in, like, the, the Irving area. Chameleon Air shouted it out in, like, Mixtape Messiah. like, that's James at Eargasm. He'll tell you I'm no liar. Like, you, you used to have to go commit to get a CD, though. Like, you, did, you, didn't, you hadn't heard that album or anything. And it was a commitment to get that CD and play it through. The kids don't know that now, man. It's yeah, it, it sucks. I mean, or it might be better. It's, it's better and worse. I mean, yeah, streaming is much more convenient. It's much more convenient. Like I just got back from the gym. I'm glad I didn't have to take a fucking Walkman to the gym <laughs> or some CD player that skips when you fucking iPod. move around too much. Yeah, you know. So having it on my phone, which I already have, and just hitting Spotify and having a whole workout playlist is way better than the old way. But at the same time, it yeah, music releases were way more special back in the physical era. You know, every Tuesday, something new drops. You go to the store, you pick it up, you look through the booklet and shit, you're looking at all the album art and all that. And that that we we've lost that, but in, it's yeah. better and worse in some ways. Yeah. What what's crazy is I was talking to somebody today about how, um, like the mom and pop stores, not the Fye or Best Buy, but the mom and pop CD stores. How um, the CDs used to be super expensive. It used to be about twenty dollars for a CD. Yeah. But the good thing is some of the artists would go buy that CD store and just sign CDs and post. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. it'd be a nice little line out there. It's just like, oh, a little flip in Cleveland. He at the CD store. He at mm -hmm. Nikki CD shop. And I'm like, damn, don't nobody even do that now. Like, ain't no point. Of, I mean, it ain't no CD stores or nothing. But that was a thrill trying to go up there, knowing your favorite artist was up there signing autographs and signing his own CD. Yeah, I went I went to like a Slim Thug back in the day when he dropped Already Platinum or, or whatever. And... Yeah. Uh, like that was that was a big deal. The other thing I I wonder like what who do you do you think that like get your mind correct because who knows how many albums they actually sold but they were going like city to city like Paul Wall and Chameleon back in the day. Like I was I was talking to someone about this the other day. Like would they have benefited from the from the SoundCloud era because I think I think there's a certain element of kind of hustle 
that comes with it. Like the music would have got out more, but I, the, the reason why that album hit so hard for me is uh, you have two guys that are two of the best to come from Houston that are like just different styles and they're like putting it together. But there was also just an element of hustle where like they're pulling up to Abilene, they're pulling up to Lubbock. It seems like they're going to Dallas every other weekend because I know it's a Houston thing, but they got love in cities and there was no divisiveness like in Dallas. Like with, with Houston, like you had some people like the North South stuff where they were kind of hating on them and stuff like that. But like when they went to Dallas or they went to Abilene or they went to Fort Worth or they went anywhere, they were getting just all types of love. And there was a certain element of hustle of trying to get, get your shit out there. So I've always wondered like, would Houston, would those guys have been bigger or did they just kind of develop like some natural grit because they had to get the word out there and kind of spread it out? I think, I think they would have been bigger nationwide with SoundCloud in the streaming era, but they would have made less money in that independent era because, look, we all know these artists don't get really paid anything off streams, but streaming and getting that play can make you a star nationwide. Like, for example, in Florida recently, well, fairly recently, you had all those kids come out like Tentacion and Lil Pump. And all those rappers, like they were SoundCloud rappers, man. They started straight up on SoundCloud. Their stuff got passed around. Everybody which started talking about insult, them. Which used to be an insult. And now it's like, thank you. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. But so but you have those kids who, you know, wouldn't have been known outside of Florida in, in the past. But now they had a nationwide following and then they got a major label behind them. But Chameleon and Paul Wall probably would have been bigger nationwide in the SoundCloud era, but they wouldn't have made enough money because, you know, they're not selling CDs. They're not getting 10 to $13 a, a, a album, which is not taking costing that much to manufacture. And yeah, so they, they would have probably made less money overall, but they would have been bigger and probably got a major deal sooner. So. They hustled you know. so hard, man. Like they really, they really did. They just hustled their asses off, all of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lost art. But, Landry, we got to get into the shits now, man. We got to get into the shits. We got to bring you in for what we talked about, what we're going to talk about. Um, now, you are a sports movie aficionado, we all know. And by the way, if y'all got some, uh, if y'all got Plex with Landry, I'm going to bring that back. Does anybody say Plex anymore? <laughs> I'm going to bring it back. If anybody got Plex with Landry, because y'all always be coming into our podcast, talk about some shit Landry said on the yeah, show. It's quiet And now. we don't have him here to defend himself. So if y'all got an issue with whatever Landry said this week, come oh, through God. and we'll 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 put his feet my, to the fire. My, my okay? guest, my guest today will be probably DeAndre Hopkins. How he don't want DeAndre <laughs> He don't think it's a good fit. <laughs> That's my wild guess. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that later. But we we if anybody got smoke with Landry. Bring it through. We will hold his feet to the fire, okay? Since y'all keep bugging us about some shit he said, and we don't even know what he said half the time. So, uh, first off, Landry, quick wellness check, man. How you been? I know you got some major lifestyle changes coming up. You, you, you're going into a man. You got a, uh, all this personal stuff going on, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. So, I got a walkthrough tomorrow at the uh, new crib, and then I think we close next week, and then got the baby coming in August. Uh Perfect timing because, uh, you know, it's before football season. It's kind of like right between camp and the season. So that's good. Didn't plan it that way. Just kind of worked out that way. And uh, 
just chilling, man, enjoying life, enjoying the the vibes with the Texans, enjoying working with Figgy every day. So very good, man. Very blessed. Okay. Okay. Well, good to hear, man. Um, so let's get into the shits, man. We got to talk about the, uh, the new White Men Can't Jump, um, the uh, remake, uh, of course, of the 1992 classic starring uh, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson and Rosie Perez as well. Um, they remade it. And now, if you listen to last week's podcast, me and Figgy said we would hate watch it. We said we'd go ahead and watch this shit. Um, and we did. And this one is uh, is, is different. I, I will say that much. The cast, of course, is... Let me look up. I know Jack Harlow is starring. He um, is starring alongside Cinqua Walls. I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong. But um, also... Lance Reddick makes an appearance. Tiana Taylor plays uh, Kamal's, the, uh, the, br- the black man, the Wesley Snipes character, I will say that much, I guess. Yeah. He plays, uh, Tiana Taylor plays his wife. Um, ben Staples makes an appearance as well. A bunch of cameos, a lot of cameos, honestly. Andrew Schultz is in it for some reason. Uh, the guy from Black Jesus, the TV show, was in it for a minute. I don't know. So a lot of celebrity cameos. And yeah, so we all start with you, Figgy, since this ain't in the loop, okay? Figgy talks first here, okay? <laughs> we, we, I want to know what you thought about this uh, 2023 remake of White Men Can't Jump. So, look, I was going into this very biased. I'm thinking, like, how are they going to remake this, man? Like, I just don't understand. I, I feel like it don't need to be remade, first of all. But I went in watching it. It was a totally different storyline, like totally different. And um, I was into it, man. And I think one of the uh, the best ways to to see if the movie is enjoyable is having my wife on the side. Because usually she'll check out if the movie ain't good. And uh, all throughout the movie, it was a giggle here, giggle there. And we was actually into it. So um, I thought, look, man, I was really surprised at Jack Harlow. He seemed like a, uh, he kind of reminded me, and I know Machine Gun Kelly said this, but he kind of reminded me of a white Drake. That's kind of <laughs> this monotone type of dude, this dry humor <laughs> type of guy. Uh, really didn't have that much energy, but he was funny. And um, I was I was really surprised at that. So the like the overall movie, I thought it was a good movie. But the only problem I have is it, with it is why is it called white man can't jump? This is a, this could have been any name, and we talked about this last week. I'm like, man, they could have named it basketball and friends or something. It could have <laughs> named it anything. It could have been named anything, <laughs> and we would have been like, damn, this this is this is a good movie. So that that's the only reason I felt like they kind of uh, messed up with this movie because I felt like they used a classic title. And there's nothing compared to the to the classic because it's it's not like it's three or four white men can't jump. It's, it was only one because like I understand it with House Party because it, when they made another House Party, of course they ain't gonna have the same cast from thirty years ago. But this one, this was only one movie, and they completely changed it. That's the that's the only thing. I, that's one of the reasons I didn't understand it. Now. Um, my cringe moment in this movie was 
the legendary part out of all the part, all the scenes in the original one, they remade the uh, the one in the park with the dude went to go get his gun. Uh, who was it? Marcus Johnson? I forgot. I forgot who it was. Raymond and White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, like out of all the scenes, they remade that one. And the dude went and got to go. He dude said instead of I'm gonna go get my I'm gonna go to the car and get my other gun and shoot everybody ass. The dude said I'm about to go get my flamethrower. So he went to the car, actually got a flamethrower, and I'm just like, what the? F-? I'm like, what the hell is this? So I, and it was I, like the fakest looking flamethrower yes, too. Man. Like they like, didn't even try to make it I thought it was anime. Real. I thought I was watching the anime <laughs> movie at that point. I'm like, man, but. Outside of that part, I felt like it was. I felt like it was fine. It was very twenty twenty three ish. So um, the only part I would say about it, like comparing the two, I know we can't really compare the two like that. Two different movies. But the one thing I like about the first one or the uh, original one is you actually felt the pain. Like this dude was gambling all of this his shit away, and he actually lost his girl. Like it was. It was really tough. And in in the new one, I felt like he was never gonna lose this girl, even though the girl went away or something. But I just knew at the end it was gonna be a fairy tale ending where you know he gonna get the girl back, they gonna get married, and everything is just fine. So that's that's the only part that kind of was like, uh, this is a little cliche. But overall, I felt like they really did a good job. I I just wish they didn't name it White Man Can't Jump. It could have been something totally different. And also, I just want to throw this out there too. I feel like this might be this is a little conspiracy or a little theory. I feel like this is part of the Jack Harlow rollout too, because this seemed like it had Jack Harlow written all over it. Like, hey, let's let's make you a movie because you one of the hottest artists out there right now. You you just dropped the project what a week or two ago, so hey, this would be perfect for your rollout. So I'm I'm kind of curious if that played a part in it too. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think there might be some truth to that. Um, now, Landry, I know you were a big fan of the 1992 movie. You were very uh, upset that they were even remaking it. Uh, but now that you've seen it, what were your thoughts of this uh, new white men can't jump? Thought it was really good, and I, I think it's the biggest upset of the year in sports. Um, really, wow. March Madness. I thought it was very good, and I was very, very surprised. And if I, I, I'll take it to the level that if I would have gone to the movie theater and seen it and paid to see it, I would have been pleased. Um, I thought they did. I thought it was a good movie. I thought the, I thought the, the back and forth, the trash talk was on par. I thought it was on point. I thought there were some good one liners. I actually think there was pretty good depth about the relationship that guys have with basketball, whether it be holding on too long or uh, letting go too early. Um, I thought it did a good job kind of showing like the bond with the dad and stuff like that. I, th- I thought it was a, I thought it was a good movie. And I don't know if it's just because there's so many shitty movies that have been dropped and maybe I'm comparing it to, you know, the remake of house party. So maybe, maybe it's just kind of, you know, in a, in bad company, but I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I was I was pleasantly uh, surprised by the the movie. So I I I I was going in with not really an open mind, and I, I'm with you, Figgy. I watched it with wifey, and she was laughing too. So that was kind of the test. So I I enjoyed it. I didn't expect a ton, and it surpassed my expectations. 
Upsets and Rocket hated it. Uh, Upsets and Rocket hated it. Look. Look at your face when I said it was good. Look at you. I'm not being a hater now. You you said it was really good. I thought it was really good. That's what shocked me. I mean, how many times did you laugh? Like, there were some really funny lines. Like, maybe, I chuckled maybe twice. Here's the other thing. I honestly forgot it was a comedy. But here's the (laughs) other thing about me. I'm kind of a sports nerd. So, like, the little references, like, when you, when you, when you mentioned, for, for me, like, when you mentioned, like, Tractor Trailer and you're mentioning, like, Michael Sweetney and you're talking about, you know, Luca, uh, everybody admitting Luca's the best player would improve race, race relations, like, those type of jokes and stuff like that. It goes a long way with me. I thought it was, like, I thought the, the actual, like, basketball references were on point. The Harden joke, all that type of stuff. That probably, that probably uh, frustrated you, too. You probably hated it, that. No, look— Okay, here I'm. I'm gonna start here. I'm. I'm gonna start here because I, I before before I watched this movie, I rewatched the original White Man. Oh, come Jones. on, that's unfair. How are you gonna <laughs> no, do that? I, I at first yeah, I wasn't. On, man. At first I wasn't. I was. I was like I was gonna judge this movie on its own merits, but then I realized it's a fucking remake. So it's supposed to be compared to the original. Really though, it was. I, yes. I feel like they just did it out of respect. They it was a remake, man. So I watched just for reference. And look, to be honest, I, I don't think the original <laughs> White Man Can't Jump has really aged that well. There's a lot of cringe moments in that movie, too. Some Boy, of the, the dialogue is like is trash, man. And when you rewatch it, that, it was better than in this. <laughs> but <laughs> it was, yeah, it was there. Some of the dialogue was just kind of cringe. Some of the jokes were very 1992-ish, like your mama jokes and shit. Your mama's an you astronaut. Know, yeah, <laughs> shit like that. It, it got very, it, it it didn't age all that well. But I think the, the original story and the plot and yeah. the characters and the performances were great. Rosie was incredible. Rosie Every, was incredible. Everybody was, man. And I forgot, honestly, you forget how good of an actor Wesley Snipes is until you see one of his movies. He was great in White Man Can't Jump. Because they're so spread out. It's done like <laughs> six movies in his life. Yes, because he he got a uh, he he had he had a uh, I think he got a uh, didn't he go to jail for tax evasion? Yeah, and then he was really never the same since. But I thought he was I thought he was the best part in uh, Coming to America too, which was an awful movie. But he was even good in that. So very good actor Wesley Snipes. In comparison, uh, the brother who played his role, I guess, was supposed to be. Uh, Sinqua, um, I'm sorry, man. He he didn't he didn't do it. Uh, this guy had no charisma at all. He kind of mumbled and fumbled through all of his lines, and <laughs> it was rough, man. I couldn't tell if he was supposed to be Wesley Snipes in this movie or just somebody else completely, because I kind of felt like Jack Harlow was Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes put in one in this movie. Yes, you know, and, yeah. and and uh the the other dude uh, uh Kamal, it was just like I guess kind of like Woody Harrelson in the beginning, just like a naive guy who just wants to ball, but then it's just like he he did not have the charisma of a Wesley Snipes, and it just didn't work, man. So Jack Harlow naturally was the best actor in the movie, basically. <laughs> Boy, that's the problem. He, that's a yeah, problem. I know. That, yeah, because he, yeah. <laughs> So and I, and and giving and saying that Jack Harlow was great in this movie is kind of like saying DMX was great for playing an angry ex-con in a movie. You know, uh, <laughs> Jack yeah. Harlow played an obnoxious white guy. 
<laughs> I don't feel like he had to reach all that hard to to be that. Okay, I think he was just kind of. I think the stuff they he was saying is stuff he naturally says. You didn't think that was funny the way that Jack Harlow was doing like uh, all that's that. That's another issue funny. I had with the movie, man. <laughs> that was the, awesome. The constant back and forth about white people do this and black people do that. Okay, now that was in the original movie, but it wasn't every fucking line of dialogue, man. Like they really kind of overdid it in this movie. You would have thought that Jim Crow was like two years ago. The way they talked in this movie about black people and white people. And it's like, it, it was a little too much. The dialogue, like Biggie said, was very 2023. I think at one point, somebody called Jack Harlow a gentrifier. Shit, like the trash talk was ass, man. The, the trash talk, <laughs> man, the was, trash talk was nice. The trash talk was terrible, man. The trash talk was very unbelievable and kind of took me out the movie. It was bad on that. The movie itself looked like it was filmed with an iPhone. It looked very cheap. So when you say you would have paid to see this and would have been satisfied, I'm, I was shocked. Because it just looked like a made-for-Hulu movie. What do you movie. got, the iPhone 36? The, the, the movie did not look, man. Like I said, look at a, a, a regular made-for-movies movie and look at this movie and tell me this shit don't look cheap, man. Half of the movie is filmed in the fucking gym, dog. Like, it, it, they, they really didn't... It, the budget didn't look too, too good for this movie outside of all the celebrities they had to pay. So the, the, the plot was fucking stupid, too, man. I like, look, the, the dude with two blown ACLs wants to make the NBA still... That's realistic, though, bro. Like, there's a lot of people like that. Like, that's With that. There's a lot of ACLs want to make the G League in the in the league. Dude, you go, you go, you go to a local rec center. There's always something, someone like that. Holding okay. on to those I, I'll concede that point then, even though I thought it was ridiculous. Um, the betting yeah. in this movie. The most racist thing in this movie, by the way, of all the race things, and and the thing that you're talking about, the Jim Crow and stuff. Why did they have to make him go to Gonzaga, man? Why couldn't he have gone somewhere else? <laughs> they make the white guy go to Gonzaga. He couldn't have gone to any other school. He had to go to Gonzaga. Come yeah, on, it, man. Look, he, it had to be a white people's school because they had to really kinda, make the difference. Hey, he kind of looked like he could go to Gonzaga, to, to be honest, with the, the curly hair. There's always a motherfucker from Gonzaga that looked just like him. <laughs> you know what I imagine annoys you the most? And I, I could be wrong about this. The two friends in their dialogue just seems like that would be a permanent eye roll for you. Vince Staples was good, but the lines he had to deliver were very corny. And again, not how black people really talk. Like, he, and that was my issue with the movie. Vince, say, Vince wouldn't have said that in real life. That's It seemed like he was really reading from a line. Black people really don't talk the way black people talked in this movie, man. And that's really one of my issues with it. Like, I feel like even in the original... Even though some of the dialogue is corny, it felt natural for the most part. In this movie, this movie felt like watching a pretty good Hallmark movie. You know, <laughs> Damn. honestly, it was like a Hallmark movie. You know, you, you ever have your girl sit down like I'm watching this movie. So you sit down with her. It's a, It looks corny as shit, but you actually get into it a little bit. It's like, yeah, well, actually wasn't that bad. That's how I feel about this new white man can't jump. So what do you it give it? One to ten. Like a six. Okay, okay. You're, you're talking like it's a two. Six. No, is it's, I'm just talking about the things I didn't like. 
that look the plot the journal plot like you said the things about not letting go the things with the dad lance reddick was great by the way he was great in this movie he's great in every movie r.i.p lance reddick but the general plot itself was not bad but just you're making it remaking a classic and it was just like like figgy said why even name it white man can't jump you know why because they want to Play off the clout. They want to get the clout of to people get, who love the they're movie. They're trying to get us. And, and but you're making did. a much worse version of that movie. And that's what I don't like. The, the, so much shit was unreal. Like people did who didn't even, who aren't even around Streetball wrote this movie. The, the amounts that were being bet was ridiculous. $300, $300 in the beginning. I, I, I rewatched the first one. I think the first bet was like for $60, which, which is realistic. Like, I feel like the original White Man Can't Jump was some shit that could have really happened in real life. I, I felt the pain in that, even though I'm not yes. a better. But I felt the pain in that, where you just always... They weren't playing on... a contest for $500,000 in some random neighborhood, dog. Like, it was very low stakes, you know, $1,700 bet, like shit like that. It was realistic. They're talking about playing for 25K, playing for 500K, and they get the, after one day of basketball, they get $500,000. <laughs> this movie is fucking man. like Disney Channel shit, man. Like I said, it was, it was watchable. Look, you can watch it with your girl and she will like it because there's plenty of nice little girl power moments. You know, there's plenty of that. That's probably something else you ain't like. <laughs> is, that, is that so you created that? I, I understand movies are just like this now, okay? Especially comedies. You're not going to have like a Rosie Perez, somebody who looks stupid sometimes and then looks smart in other times. It's going to be the woman is always right now. That's just how movies are now. Yeah. You got you got to accept hey, it. And that's another thing. Tiana Taylor character, she ain't about to give up all of her shop money. So you can play the basketball league. No, that was loyalty right when, there. When that I was that, that was a love scene. No, that was nice, man. She she basically showed that she believed in him because he didn't believe in himself. There, that's depth right there. That was that's, a lot yeah, of money, that's, that's man. Right die right there. Yo, that that's was believing in your man. That was a lot of money for a basketball game, man. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> and that was kind of a flip of the original when Woody Harrelson gambled the money that she gave him to get his life together. Which another thing I don't like that was taken out of this movie. If you really think about it, the original White Man Can't Jump is really about degenerate gambling. More so than just basketball. But you can't have an anti-gambling movie in the DraftKings and FanDuel era of fucking sponsorships we're in now. So they couldn't even touch that. So there's really no gambling message here. That was completely removed from the fucking, uh, from the movie period. It's really not about gambling or hustling or anything like that. It's about believing in yourself and mental health. Which, by the, the way, thing, I don't yeah, go think ahead. we talk enough about mental health. Okay, it's taboo. We don't talk enough about mental health here. So, <laughs> like I said, these are just my issues with the movie. I thought it was watchable, but... Watchable. You said it was really good. I and thought it was really good. happy if you paid for it in the theater. And I, I that's where really I draw the line. I thought it, it was it, good. It was... It was average at best. I've seen worse. Uh, I've I've seen much worse. I enjoyed it. The other the other thing, the one thing, I don't know if this is like my ADD um, or what, but 
Did it kind of seem like the the dad story took a while to under, to completely understand what was going on, like with his relationship with his dad at the beginning? Because I found myself watching like 25 minutes in and being like, wait, what did the dad have to do with it? And then all of a sudden you see him in a wheelchair and you're like, oh, okay, that's his mental block is because of his dad or it, something. Or did I just miss that? It didn't seem like it developed. It just seemed like it kind of just was out there. Because the first scene was him with his pops. Yeah. It seemed like, to me, to be honest, it seemed like they might have had a real bad falling out. Because I thought it was a thing where he yeah. haven't talked to him in years. Because he mentioned a couple things like, don't tell my dad. And, oh, my dad coming to the party. All, all of that stuff. So I'm thinking maybe they fell out over something. But I I don't know what it was, man. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, they made it seem like they just fell out once he didn't go to college or whatever the case was. And I don't know. It just they just kind of went past that a little bit. That that kind of threw me for a loop because I thought originally that the story was going to be his dad pushed him too hard, like his dad. I feel like they were going to make his dad like a Levar Ball type. I'm actually happy they didn't. <laughs> I'm actually happy they made him like a good father who believed in his son because I mean that's that's kind of rare. So I was happy for that, but it was kind of confusing to follow. Um, part of me wonders if Lance got to film all of his parts before he passed. I don't know. But I, I'm guessing that his dad got sick and he tried to hide it. And that made um, his the, the kid's issues worse because he, he got really, I guess, upset by that. So, but yeah, it was kind of hard to follow. Like I said, I thought they were going to go for a whole obsessive dad just wants nothing but the kids to make the league. And I'm glad that they had the dad be like a cool guy who was just proud of his son. I like that. Like I said, like a good Hallmark movie, you know? <laughs> it makes you feel good. This guy. But yeah, like I said, it was just, it was very fantastical. And I felt the original movie was just some shit that actually could have happened in real life for the most, ex except for Rosie Perez getting on Jeopardy and beating a rocket scientist. That was ridiculous. Uh, and him hitting the shot to get her on there. That might have been more unrealistic. Yeah, the hook shot from the half court. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was crazy. <laughs> but everything else felt like some shit that could have actually happened in real life in the original movie. And this one felt like, like I said, it was Disney Channel shit, man. It was everything just happened <laughs> to come together in the end. And everybody lived happily ever after. Even the kid made the to the Lakers. <laughs> the guy, got a ten day, the man. The main character went to the Lakers, man. So got hey, and he day. got a he got a feature on ESPN while being a G League player. <laughs> Did you not see that golf weasel that got that story last week? Come on, yeah, fair enough. But he That's didn't get interviewed by right Taylor Rooks, so yeah. yeah. But uh, so yeah, the the movie uh, was just like I said. I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't go as Why far you as you. watch the original before, though, bro. Because you have to, man. It's a <laughs> no, remake, and they no. re they even remade certain scenes, man. So you had to remind yourself what the original context was to compare it. Look, they didn't have to name the shit "White Men Can't Jump." They could have named it "Basketball and Friends," like Figgy said. <laughs> they wanted to play off the clout of the original movie, so I think it's fair to watch the original movie before you watch this one. But yeah. <laughs> Look, if anybody else watched the movie, let us know what y'all think. I, I I would say we all kind of recommend it. Like, it's a cool way to spend a Sunday afternoon if there's no sports on or anything to do. It's a cool waste of like an hour and a half. You know? 
It's funny. I did. I, I did watch it on a Sunday afternoon. See, I'm so telling you, man. I, yeah, I, I, uh, so I ain't got I ain't got Hulu, but uh, I pulled it up on the Fire Stick, and uh, we chilled. And we we was actually into it. So, but I was I just walked away like, why is it named White Men Can't Jump? Like I just I I really didn't understand that, man. They ain't even had to do that. Yeah, and, it, I mean, and also, uh, um. I guess the other part of me was hoping I get we get some type of cameo from some of the original people. Yeah, and I, I knew we we would have heard if they was in it. If Wesley Snipes would have made an appearance, I, I'm sure we would have knew about it before. But I was in the back of my mind, hoping we get a Rosie Perez or something like that. But uh, we ain't getting none of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it was better for them not to be associated with it. Maybe I think they got. <laughs> Better things going on in their career. Maybe not Wesley's nice, but everybody really? else does. What's Woody doing? I, Woody is still doing movies, I think. Okay. But yeah. it, it would be very weird to see an old-ass Woody Harrelson on the basketball court, man. I don't know. It would make me feel yeah. old, too. Yeah. So maybe I, it's better they didn't do I it. I didn't want to see him hooping. But I, if it was a thing where he was just out there, a judge or something, you know, just kind of make a little appearance. I would be like, okay, that, you know. I would have been fine with that, but... Yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. And and the concept, man, I'll end with this. Like, we talked about this when the first when we first heard the movie was coming out. It's like the context of White Men Can't Jump when it released made it way bigger of a movie just because, like, the racial dynamics back then, man, it very much did feel like Black versus White in 1992, dog. Let's yeah. be real. You had the Rodney King trial going on around that time. We were fresh off the... Bird and Magic rivalry, which was very racial. And a lot of the stereotypes about white ball players were talked about in that movie. And they existed, you know. And now look where we're at. We're we are not in that era. The, some of the best players in the NBA, arguably the best player in the NBA right now is a white hero guy. So like the, the context doesn't even make sense to bring it. And they even addressed it in the movie. When Jack Harlow dunks and they're like, oh, gee, I thought white people couldn't dunk, you know? So the movie itself in the, in the original context just cannot be brought to 2023. Because I'm not going to say race relations are perfect now, but there, it's not like it was in 1992, which it was very hot, you know, on the basketball court when there was a white guy that came through. And now it's not the same thing anymore. So... Now, that's just my thoughts on it, man. <laughs> I, I'm surprised they got a six, man. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Like I, like I said, the general plot itself was watchable. It, it was a watchable movie, but just, yeah, it, 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 was, it was a watchable ass, if I could say that much. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I, I haven't seen the new, um, what's the new house party? The, um, the LeBron one. Don't. I ain't even want to waste my time with that. I knew oh, that. I knew fresh. that must have been bad because nobody even talked about it. Mm-hmm. Like I keep forgetting it even came out until you like when you bring it up. I even I keep forgetting it even came out. Here's what I want you to do, Rocket, and then Sorry. I want you to do this review. I'm, I'm gonna give Rocket homework. I want you to watch the House Party remake and then watch the White Man Can't uh, Can't no, Jump remake. No, and see how no. much different you think about it too. <laughs> I feel, look, Instead if of I watch the original White Man Can't Jump, watch the House Party remake and then watch this remake because that's where I was at. And that, that, that's so it's the same, it's the same type of, um, 
quality as the LeBron movie. So that's where that's where I was at too. Like so I was comparing it to that more so than the original cuz I didn't have the expectations of the original. But if you see how much LeBron missed on that and then and you watch this you'll be like, "Damn, pretty good plot." Yeah. Look, I, I don't think this movie was the worst movie ever. I've seen plenty worse movies than The New White Man Can't Jump. Let me make that clear. I'm not going to watch a way worse movie just so I feel better about it. I understand where you're coming from. I think you're here's the thing, Landry. Your expectations were so low this that you were surprised it was watchable. I was disgusted. I was disgusted. You were surprised it was watchable. So, uh, and what's up? We see the comments. What up, Miguel? Oh, Miguel ain't got no smoke this week. What's going on, man? Sally <laughs> is friendly up in here. Best of both worlds. Locker room and gyms and juice. Nah, man. Bring the hey, every week you want to tell us some shit Landry said. On the nah. podcast, bring the same energy, man. Oh, nah, don't, don't be on some nice guy yeah. shit now, dog. Hey, y'all censored him, man. What do you mean? Don't don't blame him for that. Y'all censored him when y'all censored we were, him when old girl was on here. We were trying to be nice to our guests. Nah, y'all yeah, censored did, him, man. So, so why why don't I get did. that same treatment? You're talking hey, about empowering women. Look at you. You're doing what you said white men can't hey. jump can't do. I get the smoke and the and the girl gets uh, Miguel censored. Wait, first of all, we didn't censor. We didn't censor him. We actually just took the comments off so she couldn't see <laughs> yes. it. Because every yeah. time somebody comments, she she has stopped what she's doing and look. Okay. And then she gave y'all permission to go to topics. All right, we can talk about something else. It's like, look, all no, I can no, say, you don't, you don't need to say anything. Now you were you you backed down. I was disappointed in you. Charlemagne is rolling over in his grave because of what Ryan Ro <laughs> Ryan Rocket didn't go at her for that. I'm glad. She I'm glad you, you won fairly. I'm glad you brought this up, man. Look, she was a she was a guest on his show. I was not going to bully her. Okay, I she agree. Was I to bully you. I have thick skin, man. Okay, <laughs> and look to be on some on some real shit. Like before we started recording, she mentioned that she was going through some things. Okay, so I'm not going to bully somebody who might have some like, like who might be going through some shit and might not be all the way there mentally at That's that true. moment. Like I, I'm, we're not here. To, we're not one of those podcasts who are just trying to make women look stupid, man. Okay, yeah. a lot of times they do that themselves. I, yeah. I will let them I do was that gonna themselves. Say, I was going to say y'all didn't really have to. And that, that's 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 part of the plan. I I will yeah. talk a woman into being a hypocrite, but I'm not going to point at her and say you're stupid. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. So that's fair. I, I was in, and, and again, she was our guest. And I was, I, was I just thought you to, were being nice, man. And, and you were getting treated like you were some sort of slime ball. That, I don't was, care. that was my problem with it. I don't care. I don't care. I'm good in my life, man. I'm happy. I don't give a shit what she, what anybody has to say. So, man. whatever. Man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miguel asked, did Jack Harlow have a stunt double or can he really hoop? He can hoop. Now, it, it looked like he could hoop. It looked like mm -hmm. he could hoop. Um, there was a lot of cuts and edits in the basketball scene. So I figured they were like taking a lot of takes to make sure people can make shots, but it looked like he could actually play. So I will say that much. Um, Miguel said she was male hating. She was damaged. Yeah. look, People got some issues going on. We respect mental health and all that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this, uh, since you were a sports movie aficionado, uh, what is your, Landry, what is your top five sports movies of all time? Damn. And does this new white man can't jump crack it? Let's be serious. Uh, you got to put, you got to put white man can't jump up there. You have to. 
Uh, I'm not, no particular order. White men can't jumps up there. Remember the Titans has to be up there. Um, I think League of Their Own's underrated. I know that that's that. I think League of Their Own's one of the most underrated like sports movies that there is. Uh, I think Bull Durham's good. Uh, if we're talking baseball, you you can go really deep in the game. He got games great too, um, and that actually travels really well. So I would I would put he got game up there, but that would just be five off the dome. And I could you can give or take the one movie that a lot of people like that I don't like. I don't like Hoop Dreams. It doesn't do it for me. I mean, well, that doesn't really count. That's a bio. That's like a documentary. It's yeah, not really was, like you can't put that next to Rudy or something like that, man. Like, or remember the Titans. It's like a documentary. I don't. That's like putting the Last Dance almost against a movie. Like, it's a documentary. It don't really count. Some people put. I mean, it was in theaters and stuff. So, uh, I know Wade Smith said that's his favorite. That's his favorite movie is Hoop Dreams. But there's there's so many there's so many good sports movies. Um, fo- football, baseball. Fill the dream sucks. I mean, that I don't know where these I don't know where these dudes like you get some boomers started talking about fill the dreams. It's one of the dumbest movies of all time. Like there's it's probably not a top 50 sports movie. That, that see, movie I don't even see, I don't even look at that as a sports movie because I just saw it not that long ago. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, I actually saw it. Do you think it was as trash as I do? I wouldn't it was cheesy as hell. It was very, yeah. it was very cheesy. But I wouldn't put. I wouldn't say that's in the same ballpark as like uh, uh, remember the Titans or something like that. I feel like it's. I feel like it's not even a, a sports movie. I feel like a sport. What's what's the criteria for a sports movie? It got to be like an actual sports team, though, right? I don't know because yeah. because I mean, you mean like a real or fictional? Because there's plenty of good sports movies about like fictional teams and shit. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. That that's perfectly fine right there. But I just felt like the. Um, what was the movie? Um, Field of Dreams. I felt like that. What like what was the team? <laughs> nah, like it was it was, it was a romanticizing baseball. Yeah, it was a make believe team. I mean, it was an imaginary team. Do y'all like Sandlot? Of course. Okay. Above Classic. the rim. Above the rim. Above the rim's nice too. Yeah, of yeah. course. One of the best soundtracks ever too, for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Above the rim's awesome. That one. That travels real well. You remember back in the NBA on TNT days, like old, that after every single, like if you stayed up late and watched the West Coast game, Above the Rim always came on right after. So you'd stay oh, yeah, up. Yeah, the edited version, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd stay up till one and watch Above the Rim. Yeah, the edited TV version, Tupac. <laughs> you can't even understand half the things he's saying. Hey, yeah, what is this stuff? Like, okay. But uh, of course, uh, Coach Carter. I can't remember. Was Coach Carter with Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't. I like can't it. remember that one. Channing yeah. Tatum was on the team. Man, that just kind of threw me off. There was yeah. a lot of. I remember around the Remembered Titans time. There was a lot of inspirational black guy. It was <laughs> all the same black type Glory of Glory Road. Glory yeah. Road. The Rock was in one too. Which one was he in? Uh, Gridiron Gang. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of like. Fake Remember the Titan movies coming out around the uh, same hardball, time, Hardball, Hardball. Who was in that? Th- that was uh, Keanu the- Reeves. He teaches yeah. the uh, inner city kids. He has a gambling problem. I forgot about, I forgot completely about yeah, that. Yeah, with uh, Michael hardball. B. Jordan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that completely, man. But yeah, there was a lot of fake-ass Remember the Titans movies when that movie came out, man. I remember that vividly. Um, you know, they actually kicked everyone's ass, by the way. 
that movie's pretty unrealistic. Like they beat teams' asses. Like, well, look, you have like, to make movies dramatic, okay? I know, <laughs> I know. But I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, like the the only team with the brothers on it kicked everyone's ass. Like they made it seem they made it seem like they were like in like some sort of bow. They were kicking everyone's ass. Yeah. What was that movie about? The first college team to start an all black. What was that one? Glory Road. Yeah, yeah Glory that Road. one was okay. That one yeah, was pretty okay. good. It's pretty good. And the, I think the, they they had like they played like Kentucky and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, Glory Road. That was it, it, it was hilarious thinking about stuff that was controversial back in the day. Though I'm gonna start five black players. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> what, you like crazy? Any given Sunday? Huh? You like any given Sunday? Oh, of course, man. How much? Like how? I feel like it's it's classic. Like, but it's it's classic the way that Scarface is classic. Bro, you bought. You know? Come on, you brought you bought Pacino as a coach. No, like, like yeah, listen to me, man. How it's are you going to Scarface in any given Sunday? Listen to my where I'm going. With I got to hear this. <laughs> Scarface is a great movie, but it is completely ridiculous. It's like a cartoon almost. <laughs> Everything that happens in that movie is just completely out of this world, but it's still a great movie because it's just great performances and everybody is on 10. Same thing with Any Given Sunday. Any Given Sunday is not no NFL biography, man. It's completely absurd the way things happen in that film, but it's still fun to watch. It's still fun to watch Jamie Foxx and LL Cool J and Al Pacino being Al Pacino in, the, in, the, in this Al Pacinoist role. You know, oh so it is a very entertaining movie, but it is not realistic at all, man. <laughs> and I guess if you're a hardcore NFL fan, you'd hate it. But I'm not. So I loved it. I love Scarface, man. <laughs> I don't love Scarface. Scarface is a uh, Scarface is almost like a comedy to me. I watch it and I crack up well, laughing. There's funny parts. You think it's it, uh, all of like it Godfather? is funny, man. You like Godfather? Yeah, of course. It's trash, man. Stop. That movie's trash. Okay. Enough. No, Enough. it is. <laughs> Someone told you to like Godfather and you liked it. Because yeah, no, they didn't. Actually. That movie is slow as hell. What are you talking about, man? Come on, bro. <laughs> you think that travels well? Yes, 100%. Man. I saw it in the theaters last year and it was still great. Man. You're tripping, man. No. Like, I don't even know what to say to that. I, I can't really even <laughs> reply just to that. Scarface to any given Sunday. Yeah, because they're both absurd movies starring Al Pacino. <laughs> Godfather moves, yeah. so, moves too slow for me, man. I don't. You're 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 on crack, man. There's I don't nothing know what to funny. Say. It's just like a slow. Ass it's not life. supposed to be a funny yeah. movie, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't explain. If you don't like Godfather, I don't know how to explain it to you. That would make you like it. You both no. just not like it. No, so do, I can't say anything. Now, do do y'all feel like Godfather is more realistic than like Scar? I know Scarface ain't realistic, but do you feel like it's actually realistic? Um, the Godfather. I think. I mean, look in the, in the time it came out, it was like the most realistic portrayal of the mafia that had ever been put out on film, man. And like, even the mafia was asking the writers and directors, how did y'all know all this shit? You know, it was the closest to the actual mob that a movie ever got at that time. And I yeah. think the, the themes of family and succession, the acting performances, everything about the movie is good, man. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like it moves fast for a three hour movie. 
when uh, every time I watch it, I'm like, damn, we're already almost at the end. Because things happen really quick in that movie. You know what I think it is? Because I think I, um, Landry's not the first person that said this. I felt like a lot of people look for a lot of action, like a lot of bang, bang, shoot them up action straight off. Mm -hmm. And The Godfather is not that. It, it, you actually got to pay attention and see what's going on. It's, to me, it seemed more realistic. That's like when people say, you know, the wire suck. Yeah. But the wire is more realistic than like your your power or, you know, snow, snowfall or something like that. It's not a whole bunch of like big shootouts and, you know, I'm going to go out like Tony Montana type shit. I think, you know, The Godfather is more realistic. And, you know, a, a show like The Wire is more realistic. Like, I can relate yeah. to that shit. <laughs> it, it's the build-up to the action. There is action in the movie, but there's a, there's a tense build-up to it. But I know why Landry don't like Godfather. Why is It's that? because everybody told him it was the greatest movie ever. So he watched it expecting to hate it because he is a contrarian, just like <laughs> nah. me. Nah. When, when, honestly, when everybody well, tells me something is like great, it. I'd be like, man, y'all, let me watch this dick riding ass movie and find out why it's trash. But I think you you watched it with the expectation that, oh, everybody thinks this is the greatest movie ever. It better blow my socks off. And you watched it and it moved slow to you. So you're like, this is ass. No, if I you just, watch I, it with an open mind, you will get into the story. No, I have. I've tried. It's hard to get through. No. Like it's tough. I don't even like action. Like I don't. I don't like any Marvel movies. I don't like any of that stuff. I don't like action. I just think. I think Scarface is funny. I think it's more realistic than you give it credit for. Like Scarface is Miami come on, back in the man. day. Come like on, it's, man. it's a more realistic than you give it credit for. Godfather's just slow. It's low hanging fruit bullcrap. Like oh man, that's mommy. We gotta get this. It's just come on, man. Like low the dialogue. Fruit. It's not even that good at acting. Like it's it's, it's not, just it's not, not okay. that good of a movie. It's okay. not that good of a movie, man. Okay. So how y'all feel about the Goodfellas? Awesome. Y'all like the Goodfellas? Awesome. Goodfellas is good, but it's more, like I said, it's more, I know why Landry likes that more because it's more funny. Okay. It's more of a comedy. <laughs> it doesn't take it's itself too, too, too seriously. There's some drama there. But it's a lot of funny shit in it too. So Landry, Joe Pesci is just funny and everything. Let me, let me ask you this, Landry. Like what's the, like what's a movie you like that's very old? Because I know The Godfather is kind of old. That's what, like 71, 72, somewhere around there? Do you yeah, like older? Early 70s. Yeah. Do you like older movies older than that? Or you yeah, kind of cap I got, off in the I got 80s? in a big 80s movie kick. So I, I, can go, I can get down with like some 80s movies and just, you know, go down that list. But Anything I, past 1980 do you like? I would have to see a list. I don't. What what are we talking about? Like, what are some movies between before? Yeah, I don't even I'm trying know to get I'm trying to get that. So I feel like you're probably not a fan of anything past the '80s, because I'm not. Yeah, yeah. No. I think I think that's what it is because it might be a hard watch for you. That's why it probably seemed super slow. Because I, okay. I mean, I like a few movies in the '70s. One of my that's, favorite um, movies in the '70s is The Warriors. I I think that's a great movie. Yeah, and that was I think that was like '79. But um, yeah, you saying like you capped off like at the '80s and up? No, I like, I like so, some stuff's ahead of its time. Like I'm, I'm looking at best '70s movies. Yeah, I'm not nothing you've seen before or like. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I get it too because when I was younger, I wasn't really into it. Like my parents used to watch Superfly, and I was just like, man, I don't, like what is going on? Like I ain't really understand what's going on. But as a grown man, when I seen it. I'm like, damn, this movie actually, all right. And I was pissed when they uh, remade it. 
So I'll say bad news bears. I can get down with that in the 70s. Okay. Uh, not big on Rocky. Don't don't really, I mean, not really wow. huge on Rocky. It's all right. A white man beats a black man and you don't even like that movie? <laughs> <laughs> he lost, didn't he? No. Oh, in the first one, he lost. In the second yeah, he one, lost. It, but barely. In the second one, he won. Yeah. Air, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, there's a, like uh, Jaws was whack to me. Like, yeah, some of that 70s stuff was rough. No, okay. Taxi so, Driver, a, never seen it. Um, that's a good, yeah, I don't know if you'll like Taxi Driver. Don't watch they had it. it. They had it number one. You got to watch, was, the, yeah. you got to watch the Warriors. I think you'll like the Warriors. You, you will like the Warriors, I think. It, it's a good movie. Check that out. Uh, Robert on Facebook says, Well, Landry do believe Al Pacino as a Hispanic drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I also believed Yokozuna was a sumo wrestler and he was Samoan. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a very gullible guy. Um, Ernesto says, Landry says, reality TV is the best thing on TV. No doubt. Okay. I watched all that cheesy reality show. That's me, man. I'm, all, I'm on all that. <laughs> all of it. And Miguel says, I'd rather watch Love is Blind than The Godfather. Okay, no doubt. Love is Blind well. is awesome, man. man That's, that, that might be the best show popping right now. That's about to take over the game. <laughs> Seriously. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Yeah, said Miguel man. got you a little more than think. Succession? Yeah. I seen the first episode. That was it. I, I'm, I'm going to get back on it. I haven't seen it yet. Now, nah. is it on? What is, what is it on? HBO. HBO okay, Max. Well, well, HBO Max is called Max Monday. now. Yeah, Super Finale is this Sunday. I, I binged it in like a week and a half, four seasons, and it's it's pretty good. It, I think it move it. It moves at a decent pace for you. The dialogue, corruption, stuff like that. Miguel mentioned Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights was not a '70s movie. It was a movie set yeah, in though. the '70s. That's a good ass movie, though. It was a good movie, though. And shout out to Derek on Facebook, man. He mentioned he was dealing with some family stuff and it had been a hard time. So shout out to you, Derek. Hopefully you're you're doing well, man. <laughs> So, yeah, hope everything's well over there. Um, so let, let, we ain't going to hold you too long, man. Let's get into a few other things real quick and kind of, uh, I don't know, spitball it, speed, run it. Um, you have some topics listed here, and I, I don't know the context. So I'll just read it out, and I want to know what you think. South hip-hop bias. What do you mean by that? Man, I just, you, you've all, we've always talked about this. I just like, I just like South rap. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't like any East Coast stuff. Wait, it's, hold on. Why do you hate East Coast rap so much? It's not man? into it. It's not anything, it's not anything bad. I feel like a lot of times they're trying to force you to like certain artists. Uh, I'm, I'm not, it, just the, the overall sound, like the, the, the East Coast rappers I've liked the most have been 50 Cent and probably like DMX. But like when you talk about like the whole Rockefeller sound and all that type of stuff, it's not just not really into it. And I and I do feel like a lot of times they try to force feed you uh, New York rappers. So I I stay Texas, Louisiana, Atlanta, Memphis. That's that's really just where I'm at. We've always talked about this, like the the Jay Z and all that type of stuff. I know you're a big Jay Z guy, Rock. I'm just yeah. not. It's never really been into it. I'm very South biased. Yeah, I mean, look, I used to be like that in high school. I used to only bump Southern rappers, and I didn't think any. I didn't like Jay Z back in the day. I didn't like, like I, maybe I like Wu Tang a few songs, but I didn't like for the most part. I didn't like Nas growing up. So, I mean, it's something you really just have to listen to, man. Like the lyrics, it, it's a different sound. That old sample sound is different, but lyrically, man, the shit they talk about is like some real shit, man. You have to appreciate that at least. But 
I get you, man. I, I can't knock that because that was the same way growing up. So yeah, and I'm I kind I kind of see what Landry mean because like they still think they could do that now. And I was a heavy New Yorker, unofficial New Yorker when it came to music. But even still in 2023, they still feel like they're the capital of uh, hip hop. And this is like, nah, it's a whole nother- feel that way? I, yeah, 100%. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, because it, it, it cracks me up because whenever I hear somebody oh. talking about the New York artist, it, like, it's a, it's a New York, it's a female New York artist named, I think her name is Scarlett. And she got yeah. she got like a heavy New York sound, and she had a uh, I guess Busta Rhymes hopped on one of her her songs, and all these New Yorkers were like, oh yeah, she out of here now, she out of here. Oh, she she the hottest thing. I was just like, man, ain't nobody listening to that in Houston. Like, ain't no, like don't nobody know who she is in Houston. So um, I just it, they still have that cockiness from back in the day, like. Back in the early ninety early nineties, when New York was the only thing played in on radio, and now, man, like you got people in Houston that actually have a record label and, and actually move around and 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 get shit on the radio, get shit popping. So I think you know, so that kind of show. When I moved down here, that that showed me a lot. Where I'm like, man, a lot of people down here don't really care about French Montana. A lot of people don't care about Uncle Murder. So I I think I think New Yorkers still feel like it's a um their their king and everything move out of New York, which is I, I don't think it's true at all. Who's the hottest out of New York right now? Oh I guarantee man. I guarantee you it's somebody that sounds like they're from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, or Chicago. Or Chicago, yeah. So like uh I would probably guess and say somebody like five year old foreign. Who sound really? yeah? Who wait? No, I I I spice is from New York, so it's yeah, definitely her. Yeah, I would say her. Yeah, but she have that. She had. They have that whole. It's a it's a whole New York drill sound, which they clearly took from Chicago, but uh, I guess they put a New York twist on it. Yeah. So, I mean, take that for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ice Spice. Um, yeah, I don't know who else, but. It's a few, it's a few of them, but I would say Ice Spice is probably the hottest right now. Um, other things you, you have a difference in local team Twitters. Now I know you're a uh, a, a Twitter war veteran. I see you mixing it up with the uh, Twitter stand bases um, every every week. So look, you, you do, man. You, you be fan the flames and fan the fire. I, nah, I see you get into it. Nah. You do. You do. Nah, go but, uh, look that timeline. I am, I am a very, I am an observer, my friend. Okay, so what do you mean by differences in local team twitters? Well, I was just like, what do y'all think is the difference between like Astros Twitter, Texans Twitter, and Rockets Twitter? If I asked you, Figgy, what 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 do you think is the difference between the twitters? Um, Astros Twitter, I I, I actually like Astros Twitter because I feel like um, the girls on Astros Twitter look good. So I, 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 I like I like Astros Twitter, but honestly, I feel like the I, I feel like the vibes are good on Astros Twitter because they win it. And um, the only thing that irritates me with them is whenever they talk about the cheating shit. They uh, they bring up New York and they talk about they cheating too. That's the only thing that kind of irritates me. Rockets. It seemed like to me, it seemed like Rockets Twitter. 
I don't know. I don't want to say it can be a little delusional. I feel like they're. I feel like they're smart though. Like they're yeah. like they're very like they 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 give you more information than the media when it comes to like just stats like Will and Brado and like all these like Roosh, all those dudes like they they freaking cover the team better than anyone. Like it's it's actually pretty impressive some of the numbers they put out and stuff info. Although it does seem like Rockets like the. The front office kind of panders to him a little bit. Like they had a Twitter day uh, one day uh, at the stadium, which was kind of strange. But I think they're they're interesting. I, Texans is just a mix of everything. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think it's you, you get some of everything. You got the smart people on, you know, Texans Twitter. You got the ones that's crazy asses. Yeah, the crazy ones. You got the brown chubby bear. Yeah. So hmm. um, yeah, you got a lot of uh, a lot of people that do a good job with Texans Twitter. But then you also got the other side of it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a lot more personal attacks in Texans Twitter. Man. And I, I feel think like Deshaun, Deshaun had a lot to do with that. And then the Easterby factor yeah. and O'Brien and all that. <laughs> yeah. The Deshaun thing really split, I feel, the fan base. Um, people who sided with him and people who sided against him. Um, that, that really, and I think we're still seeing a ver- the reverberation of that. Um, in, in the fan base, man. So I don't know. I think that's probably the most toxic one of all of them right now. Oh, but yeah. uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're all kind of different. It's passion, man, for sure. Yeah. The Deshaun, which I don't understand why you felt like you had to go for or against on that. Like some things you're just, it's okay to stay in the middle on. It, this things. is Twitter we're talking about. Yeah, that's true. Look, yeah. on Twitter, you pick a side and you stick by it no matter what. Okay? <laughs> that's Twitter rules. I, honestly, man, I kind of understand why people do that shit. Because as soon as you change your opinion, they're going to search your damn Twitter yep. and say, this is you. Like, damn, bro. Like, I can't change my mind. <laughs> so now that's I, why people, it, it, I, I get why people do that shit now. It's a waste to have, like, a nuanced discussion on Twitter about sports. <laughs> Because you're never going to get, like, people who are willing to change their mind on anything, okay? So you might as well just be, like, just engage in the fuckery and troll and do whatever you want. But don't try to, like, bring facts and, and shit and try to change people's minds because you're not going to. Every, everybody picked a side and they're sticking with it. So it just is what it is, man. Um, you also, hey, what up, Spoon? We see you in the comments, man. What up, Spoon? Brad Spoon on Facebook. Um, now you also have John Morant. I'm glad, guessing you have a some oh hot takes on uh-huh. on uh, YSL Morant over here. <laughs> I want to uh, I want a pair of those kicks, man. I I, I, I could have gotten that draw. That's my hey, that's my biggest regret, man. Those Ni- sold out. Ni- Nike Nike sold out. Uh, Nike put uh, Kyrie Irving's shoes back on for half price, and I bought a pair. I even like them. <laughs> but I bought a pair because it was fucking half price, man. So it was like only sixty bucks or something. So Damn. if they if they if they try to offload the John Morants and, and give them away for half price, I'll buy them. They sold out in four minutes at full price. Well, damn. Yeah. So they put them out two days ago, and they sold out. They sold out in four minutes. And I'll be honest, they're badass hooping shoes. Like they're sick, and they and they're one ten, so it's a good price point. But with all the controversy and everything there, they put out the John Morants and. They sold out in four minutes from the, like the I'm, draw and stuff I'm, like that. I want to ask y'all this because I was thinking about it earlier because uh, me and Landry kind of brung up the whole shoes, uh, John Morant shoes. What was the last basketball player shoe that y'all was like, man, I got to get these? 
I feel like it's been a minute, man. I think the last pair I was like, oh, I got to get these were probably LeBron's. And that was like the LeBron ones or twos. KD was kind of ahead of the game when it came to low tops. Like, I, I felt like, like, as far as hooping in low tops, I felt like KD kind of, like, because I was still hooping when those came out. Like, KD, he was like, now there's all kinds of, well, Kobe had them too, but they kind of, like, Kobe's kind of scared me because uh, they, they just looked like too, too low. But KD kind of had the perfect balance of the mid and the low. So I would probably say KDs. Yeah. You know the shoes that F your feet up worse than anything back in the day? Those T Mac Adidas were brutal, man. Oh yeah. You look like you look like you basically walk barefoot when you take those off. The first run of T Max, whew. My feet hurt just talking about those. The last player I pro who recent player who I whose shoes I really wanted but never did get. I want the Chris Paul uh, New Orleans Hornets shoes. Okay. Mm. I actually like those colorways, man. I thought the Hornets had a dope colorway. They're they're the Jazz. They're not the Jazz. They're the whatever Pelicans, Pelicans now. Man. But back then they were the Charlotte Hornets. And Chris Paul had a dope colorway for his shoes, man. I wanted them and I never did get them. I was too Damn. broke. So, Damn. but that was probably the last pair of shoes I really wanted from like a recent player. Can't think of anybody else. Yeah, so. I, yeah. I I I was out there. I, I was not a low top guy as far as like the KDs. So I, I didn't even want to touch those, but I think it was the LeBron because I had the very first LeBrons, and people like when I had when I wore these I wore these the ninth uh, when I uh, first hit ninth grade, man. When I tell you, I thought I was gonna get robbed for them shoes, man, because nobody else had them. And when I tell you, dudes was walking up to me like those are LeBrons, it, it was like picking up my foot. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm about to, man, they might try to snatch these off my feet. <laughs> so, like, same, like, dudes walk away like, man, I got to get some LeBrons, man. Man, I, I got to get some LeBrons. I'm like, oh, shit, man. I was on the bus, but that was the last pair, of, like, basketball shoes, like, basketball player shoes I actually wanted outside the obvious Jordans and all that. Yeah. I feel like they... And I don't blame them for making shoes that you you ball in, but Jordans were successful because they look good. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like most players' shoes don't look good, man. Like even the new LeBrons that come out, they don't look cool, man. And it's yeah. like that's the thing about the Jordans. That's why they're still popular to this day because they look cool to wear. And not, they, they aren't good to play in, but they look cool to wear. And yeah, and the thing is, like the new shoes now, they look good to to play on the court. Yeah. But, like, how can you get fly with those type of shoes, man? You can get fly with Jordans all day long. Mm -hmm. But you can't really get fly with some some KDs. I mean, just, you you can't be in no club with no KDs, man. That To me, I, I just feel like that a little weird. What do you think yeah. about these dudes rocking, like, pink and yellow with, like, that don't even match their uniform nowadays? Like, what, what, what are we doing? When did this start? I, I can't answer yeah, like, for recent... Fashion trends, man. <laughs> I, I'm lost on all of it. I have no comment. <laughs> You're a damn Boston Celtic, and you got pink and green shoes. Like, what? What are we doing here? I respect the LGBTQ community. Okay, nah, whatever on. they want to. Not what it's for, but you see all these wild ass colored shoes. I don't know if it's for Pride Month or what, man. Nah. But Look, you got like gold and all that. I don't know what's going on out there. <laughs> I, I can't speak to it. I'm I'm 36 years old, man. I'm lost on that shit now. <laughs> Spoon says the last lab shoes I got were the JJ Watts. 
Um, Mick hey. asked, did y'all have the Starberries? No. I think <laughs> I had a pair of Akeem's back in the day. The Spaldings? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Spaldings oh, you had the Spaldings? Hard, man. Uh, I had the Payless Hakeem shoes, man. The Spaldings. We, we, we didn't have all that much money. I got the, um, I got the Reebok Shacks. Those, those are clean. Those though, are man. Zebras? Hard, man. Yeah. Not not the zebras. I ain't got the zebra ones, but um, yeah, I still got them. But the those are clean, man. Those are hard. I'll tell you one thing too. When I used to work at a high school before I moved here, and I wore those to the high school, man, these kids was trying to crack on like he got some shacks. Yeah, I'm like, nah, homie. These are Reebok shacks. These ain't the shacks in Walmart. These are the original Reebok shacks. These is hard. And one dude, one look, one kid came to my defense like, oh yeah, no, those hard. And they brought up the zebra ones. I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. they, they ain't they ain't hip to the original shacks. That's another thing. Like, I feel like people don't like Shaq's because of him being corny. But Shaq had a good shoe, man. He, they still sell the Shaq, re- they still yeah. sell the retro shacks and they look good. Yeah, the Shaq, so. Sean Kemp's, uh Sean yeah. Kemp, yeah, Reebok, the, the Wave. Yeah, the yeah, Pippins, of nasty. course. Yep. It was a flash. Man, they, oh, yeah. they he got I actually, hurt. I actually had some of those. You have them still? I, no, no, I don't got them now. No, I had them as a kid. I wonder how much those would run for because I don't I'm, even think they make to, I might have to find those. Man, those Fila's, those were yeah. random as hell when he put those out. Yeah. God. Robert said the Iversons. Yeah, I think Reebok is underrated, man. I feel like they don't get enough love. I think have it's all Nike Adidas. Now? I tried to buy some. They, they sold out fast. I was talking to Figgy about it. I'm not even really a sneakerhead at all, but mm-hmm. they combine Reebok Classics and Pumps. So they have Reebok Classic Pumps, and they sold out real fast. Like I think they only have like size ten and and lower now. But yeah, Reebok and, and Reebok's re-releasing their stuff. Yeah, like the Iversons, um, the questions, and then the answers. Those were nasty. Sean Kemp was nasty. Shaq, like they had it. They had an arsenal back in the day. Yeah, I'm still fuck with Reebok, Shaq? man. Remember Converse Reacts? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was that AJ, was that Kevin Johnson that rocked those? Because it had the bubble on the bottom, and it was like two straps. I think Kevin Johnson rocked cons. I can't even remember. Larry Johnson did, Grandma Ma's. Remember the oh, Grandma yeah, Ma's? Oh, yeah, 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 Converse yeah, Reacts? Yeah. Man, I remember the, the commercials, at least. I know, right? Uh, players would that, would that be okay sure. now? Could could you be Grandma Ma? Would it be more accepted or less accepted nowadays? 100% less accepted, man. Come on now. <laughs> I'm like asking. Would, I don't they, know. They, people would get upset by that. They would say it's uh the cancellary drag. They would they say it was drag queen erasure or something. I don't know. They would they would make up some term as to why it's offensive. So, <laughs> so no. no, Larry. Yeah, <laughs> Grandma can't, Ma can't do that, man. man. Not today. <laughs> Dallas Skyline. Um, so yeah, uh, John Morant. I guess uh, everybody isn't Michael Wilbon. Seeing as how his shoes are still selling out, so I guess somebody's sons is getting them. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> he's the one who said that he he wouldn't let his son get the shoes, right? Yeah, he got very mad about it, and I thought good it was for very him. Dramatic. That's a way to make a stand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they missed the sidebar. I, I I can't stand Michael Wilbon, man. Really? I'm sorry, I cannot stand Michael Wilbon. He is one of the corniest dudes on ESPN. Period. <laughs> ESPN got a lot of corny people. He's one of the worst. Give me the top five corniest. No particular oh, man. order. No particular order. Uh, oh, I'm I here gotta, for this. I, got I my, really got to think. Uh, who do Will I Bond's not like? Up there. 
don't oh? think you'd hate. So Will Bond's up there for you, not for me. Will Will Bond, uh, I don't know. Malika Andrews definitely is up there. Um, I know she's not a per she's like a host, but I can't stand her. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else? Uh, How you feel about JJ Reddick? Was that? How you feel about JJ Reddick? I don't. I don't hate JJ Reddick, man. I don't hate JJ Reddick. I think he he has knowledge and he yeah he, he has some spicy hot takes at times that seem kind of out of character, but I think he's fine, man. I have nothing against him. Uh, who else is really corny that I don't like on ESPN? Kendrick Perkins. Uh, Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins is. I, I hated him for a long time. <laughs> now I'm starting to come around a little bit. Really? Okay. I, I think he's kind of entertaining for what he is. Um, and I, he's like a more remedial Charles Barkley, I guess. But, <laughs> but I kind of I kind of like him now, man. I've come around, but I really didn't like him at first. Uh, Love Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose is corny, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> like his his I'm 50 years old, still in touch with the streets and shit. And the oh yeah, yeah the 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 this if you didn't know this came from Tony Yayo, you don't know anything about our culture. Shut the fuck up, man. Like <laughs> the the baseball bat he used to bring to that show, like everything he did was super corny, man. I liked him when he was shitting on Skip Bayless in the early days of first take. But ever since then, I he's been trying too hard, man. Okay. He's been doing too much. I don't like Jalen Rose, so I'll put him up there too. Okay, Jalen Rose. Okay, so yeah, but there, there's a few at ESPN I just really can't stand, man. It's, <laughs> you like Stephen A. You respect that, though. Yeah, Stephen yeah. A. Say what you yeah. want about Stephen A. Man, he's fucking entertaining, dog. He's funny and he has Go. Some classic moments. Go, period. Like, and the and the thing about it is, like, I think people have kind of lost touch because. People try to duplicate that, and it's like, you ain't that. Like, yeah. you're not Stephen A, and you're duplicating it. So now, all of a sudden, you hate the whole genre. It's mm -hmm. like, if you hate, like, if you hate a certain, like, genre of music, you start to hate the person who created it because of the people who copied it. And the reality is, like, it's like debate class. Like, if you had debate class in high school, like, th these whole shows started as debate class. You take a side, you take a side. And then all of a sudden, it transitioned to where people are clipping it, and you're taking it, like, serious. And you're acting like he's just like some sort of hardhead. And then you're taking stuff that he says and putting it out of context. Yeah. And all that. Like Stephen A. Stephen A's the goat. He's the legend. He's the man. Like you're not going to agree with everything he says, but yeah, he's the he's the best. Like you have to. And I think Wilbon and Kornheiser too. Like I think they as a you got to admit at least like a, you don't have to do a shit. But like I, I they did start a pretty good format that I think a lot of people kind of piggybacked off of. Look, to be honest, like I watched the interview with uh, Dan Lebitard and Stephen A. Smith where Dan Lebitard blames Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless for ruining sports talk. Yeah. And, and really, that was Will Bond and Kornheiser because they were like the first solely debate show that I had seen before. Yeah. And it got massively popular. And then, look, it, it's not like it happened overnight, but that showed that the formula was popular. So it was really started with them. I like PTI, like even though I don't like Will Bond, I think they play off each other well. It's the highest rated show on ESPN for a reason. But personally, I just don't like Will Bond, period. Some of the shit he said is, I remember he used to call Magic Johnson Irvin. 
Remember that? Yeah. He always called <laughs> Magic. He was the only person on earth, I'm sure, besides his wife. And he just wants people to know that you know he knows. He's like, that, I'm cool. He's doing. I, I, hey, you, you're urban to me. He probably would call <laughs> uh, Muhammad Ali Cassius if he was still alive. <laughs> he and Cassius were hanging out the other day. Who? <laughs> me and Irvin were talking on the phone. Just shut the fuck up, man. He's magic, dog. <laughs> I can't stand that shit, man. Do you um, like Max Kellerman? I didn't like him on first take, but I like him in general. I liked him doing boxing stuff early on with HBO. Um, I think he's good on his show now. Um, but I didn't like him on first take, man. I'm not mad at Stephen A. Smith for letting him go. People got pissed yeah. about that, but the show well, was being open about it too. It's transparent, too. which I respect. I, yeah. yeah, no, I respect that. He said, "Hey, um, we need to freshen this up. <laughs> like, I need something else." And the show got better it, it once did. they started bringing in people like a uh, Mad Dog and Michael Irvin. Like, look, say what you want about it being low, low barometer type shit, man. But it, it's funny, entertaining, yeah. and that's what you want to do. So. Is what it is. Um, and rounding out the discussion, man, you have a um, basic ass top five rappers slash albums. No, nah, right. no, nah, we, we ain't got to do all that. I don't want to. I don't want to set you guys off on that. I just, nah, I just. Let me, let, let me, let's guess what it is. <laughs> Get your mind Jay Z's in there. Top five, my top five rappers. You think Jay Z's in my top? No, five? no, his no. You top said five. top. To, you said basic. His no, ass. No, I, I oh, you mean oh, okay. I get, like, I get what you mean. You mean yeah, yeah, like your the, the basic ass stuff. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you got Chameleon Air. Get your mind correct. You got, you got Chameleon Air. Get your mind correct in your top five. Yeah, you probably got correct uh, is, in, is is my favorite album of all time. That's number you one. You probably got um, Gucci Mane. Gucci, Gucci Mane's in my top five. So Chameleon Air, <laughs> Gucci Mane's number two. Just do wow. rappers right now. Chameleon Air's five. Gucci's two. Okay, uh, Webby and Bootsy. Nah, they, they don't. You gotta have a little more body of work than that. Although, who else? Who although else the albums, like the albums, they they definitely get in there. Um, we know you ain't got Scarface in there. You got uh, it has to be who who else do you like? Would you put you you don't like Jeezy, so he's not in there. Um, what uh, Slip the Shocker, Master P. <laughs> He got Masterpiece Master, for sure. Masterpiece 3. Masterpiece. Okay. Masterpiece. Masterpiece is brilliant. Influence, just because sheer influence. So Gucci 2, Masterpiece 3, Chameleon Air 5. Just sheer influence. And who's Masterpiece. number four? Um, hmm. Paul Juvenile. <laughs> Man, I have some respect for this. I, I put Snoop at four. I put Snoop, Snoop. at four. Okay. Masterpiece is in it, but not Juvenile? There would be no Juvenile without Masterpiece. Sir, there would be there would be no juvenile is a much better rapper though, man. Like, Uh, yeah, he had a nice run. He was the face of Cash Money originally, for sure. But Master P just hustling, just just the whole. There would be no juvenile without Master P. Let's be serious. You know that, right? No. And number one is Wayne. Uh, I think Wayne's number one, and I think I think he should be number one on everyone's list. Honestly, nobody's had a longer body of work than that ever. Uh, Jay Z did, but come okay, on, that's there. <laughs> come on, Honey, how, long, how long was Jay Z good? Uh, from 96 to I want to say 2005. That's nine years, man. Wayne was how long was Wayne going? Wayne, okay, when okay, let me check because let's not act like his. Let me see. 
Let me see. When Carter, I, I will start it with, even though he really popped off when Carter 3 came out, I'm going to say you're not Carter 2. Carter 1, or you're not even giving Carter 1 any credit? Carter, Carter 1 was not, he was not being called the best rapper alive when Carter 1 no, came out. No, but that was when it okay. started. It was, But that was when you started really taking him like, damn, this okay. guy's gone Okay, from, we'll, we'll go from say, Carter you, 1. So do you count his run there at Carter 1? You're, you're, you you're not counting Block is Hot. You're not counting Lights Out. You're not counting that, any of that in the early 2000s. You're not counting no. any of that. That wow. was not the same little Wayne, man. That no, was, he was he was a teenager though. Like he was, but he progressed. Like he grew, like you saw him grow like the whole time. Like he wasn't like like as far as like the but, whole body of but, work. You're what starting was, him. At but Carter what was three. but what was his prime though? Because I felt I, I, I was Carter one through three, maybe yeah, four. It's the, because okay. yeah, I got hit. Uh, I want to say it was Carter two, Carter one or Carter two. That's why I'm like, all right, this guy's all right. And I've been listening to Lil Wayne for a minute. But I never really cared for Cash Money like that up until like Carter One, where I'm like, oh, this dude's See, big for real. I love Cash Money, so I like Carter One because that was the last time he did an album with Manny Fresh. So that was that was the that was like the man I miss my dogs and all that. Like I was that was like a that's my favorite for sure. If but we go if if we go from the Carter to the Carter Three. Man. Which I think we would say his prime is that's four years. You think Lil Wayne had a four year run? If we go from the block is hot to Carter three, look, I think we can all agree the the fall off of Wayne started when he released that Rebirth album in 2010. Bro, he was on drugs, man. It don't fucking matter, man. <laughs> it, it, like the, I am not a human being. That was the end of Wayne, man. That whole I want to be a rock star skater in but, my 30s. But here's the other thing. But here's the other, here's the other. Yeah, that was weird. The skateboarding. But here's the other thing that was weird, though, that I don't think Lil Wayne gets enough credit for is you you don't like you don't like like the cash money when the block is hot. I think if you go back and listen to the block is hot, like it's it's badass. Like it's it's it travels as good. Like you'll go back and you'll be like, damn, how the hell is this guy coming out? Like even even like the even like the songs that nobody talks about, it's like incredible. But he also like in the two thousands, I'll say from like oh one to oh three, dude, he was doing underground stuff that we just weren't hearing because it wasn't like the SoundCloud stuff. So if you go back and just listen to some of the underground stuff, like when it seemed like he kind of took a break, and then it intensified as the Carter came up. Like you go dedication one through three, like you could say that dedication one and two is. Is oh, as yeah. good as he some has, of the Carter's he had classic like, mixtapes. Yeah, classic yeah, mixtapes mix tapes sure. were like next level type stuff. But so I, I don't know. But yeah, I I feel you. you I I don't know when Jay Z. I've I've never felt, been able to listen to a Jay Z album from front to the, from beginning to end. I've just never been able to do it. Okay, to each their own, man. To each their own. But who knows, man? I, I don't. I won't argue anybody down who puts Wayne in their top five. Yeah, okay? I got I got to that point. Because at first, like a few years ago, I would have thought you was crazy. Yeah. But now I kind of got to the point where I'm like, I'm not even mad at it. Like I'm, a, he not number one on my list, but I'm not mad if somebody got him number one. I think he earned it, and he put it. He probably, honestly, he probably put in more work than anybody. Like even even the Jay Z's, Jay Z, he he ain't he ain't put out as many songs as Lil Wayne and and features and all that stuff. He was a little more exclusive, but. 
Lil Wayne, he put in more work than anybody. I don't know anybody that put in more work than him. Maybe a he was carrying the roadcaster. I mean, he was carrying the roadcaster before, like whatever the version was, just like taking it out all the time. And yeah. let's be honest, my dumbass would probably have him in there had he not like gotten serious. So like, I did, did I think that Lil Wayne was going to drop Carters and all of a sudden people would be calling them the best rapper in the world, even as much of a fan as I as I was of him? Hell no. Like, that surprised, I mean, that had to have surprised anyone. Like, I don't think anyone thought that he had that in his bag. But I think the fact that he had it in his bag, it goes back and it makes the old stuff look better that maybe I would like no matter what, but a lot of people might not might not have liked. Like, you know, like, you know who I thought was on track to being, like, in the conversation for maybe not top five, but top ten? And this is a damn shame what this man's become. He is pathetic. It's disgusting to see how sorry this dude got, has been for a long time. T.I. sucks. And T.I., like, if you go back and listen to T.I., oh, like— speaking rock rocket's language um, now. <laughs> uh, no, no, like, seriously. But you got to admit, like, when he, when, when he dropped Urban Legend, and then you went back and you listened to trap music and I'm Serious and stuff, and he had Pharrell producing his album, and you didn't give a damn about it, but you go back and listen, you're like— damn, this dude's rapping like completely different. And then you listen to trap music and you kind of see him like evolving. Like he was one of the faces of like the, the good ass trap music, like mainstream that was getting like taken serious. And if you play Urban Legend from front to, to back, like T.I. was like headlining like shows to where like T.I. was the freaking man. It's amazing how much he sucks. That completely dropped off as soon as that happened. I don't know what the hell happened to him. He, he got can't even older. put out music now. He got older, man. Like, <laughs> come on, but, with but these so the, everybody. That's, but that's the issue with these swag rappers, man. Once they look at look at Lil Wayne, man, he's having trouble booking shows, and he's getting mad at people Walking and leaving after stage. fifteen minutes because they ain't cheering enough for Lil Twist or whoever the fuck is up there, man. <laughs> like everybody, these swag rappers when they get older. Nobody gives a fuck, man. But do you think you thought Wayne was a swag rapper? I, I didn't Not, think no. Wayne, I didn't even think Ti was a swag rapper. Really, like when I think swag rapper, I think like Soldier Boy or something like that. Like I don't, I don't think of these guys as like swag rappers. I, uh, I he think, made swagger like us. So <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I think T, I think Ti problem was once he beat that case or that that weird case it was where beat that case. Yeah, yeah, beat that case. Yeah, rap about the same stuff and have the same style. You can't yeah. quite. You can't quite say stand up anymore. Yeah, he tr he tried to still be in that type of shit, but making the songs with Rihanna and all that stuff, oh, which God. was a good song. Like, I guess it did numbers, but it just wasn't the same, man. I mean, he started acting, man. He was in Ant-Man and Ant-Man 2. You can't be in Ant-Man and then come make a rap album, man. Like, that's a rap at that point, okay? You can't be in the MCU then be dropping some that's what that's what Ludacris is trying to do now he's trying to come back as a rapper it's a rap man <laughs> like pack it up dog just be happy you're in 15 fast and furious movies making money that way you can't come back to rap is okay? Drake gonna be in the top five when he's done to young people yes to people who are like in their 20s and early 30s maybe now definitely um to me no I, I wouldn't put him top five, but look, the, the people who grew up with his music are definitely going to put him up there. And it's, just, it's their opinion, I guess. But yeah, I, I would disagree. Respect on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So we don't want to hold you. Well, we already held you a, a long ass time. Yeah, and I know we, we've been rolling for a minute now. So uh, uh, Robert says Wayne and Eminem are gimmicky rappers to me. Okay. Uh, gimmicky. I don't know, man. All right. Wayne says Rubber like, man. My take on T.I., man, I don't think T.I. was really ever that good. People just liked his style. But think about it, man. If you're doing like a, how many T.I., not even albums, because I know we don't go back to no T.I. albums. How <laughs> many T.I. songs do we go back and listen to, honestly? Like, like listen honestly, to, like, what do you mean listen to? Like, if you got a playlist of Southern music, do you have a lot of T.I. on it? Um, I mean, I think you can you can go through Urban Legend and get a few. You can get Bring Them yeah. Out. You can get Bring Them Out. You can get You Don't Know Me. I think, sure. honestly, me being out and, you know, I like, I like T.I. <laughs> I think his music, he kind of, he he's kind of falling in that category where if you're putting together a 2000s playlist, then you'd be like, all right, let me go to the T.I. Let me get some T.I. because I remember this back in the 2000s when I was in high school. But I don't know if it's any T.I. song that really, that you can play anytime. Because 24s, like... 24s, you can play some 24s. Yeah, but you... 24s is like one of his three good songs, I think. <laughs> you don't like Bring Them Out, ASAP? I, I never like Bring Them Out. I never like Bring Them yeah. Out. I thought ASAP. this beat was fucking corny. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, not a, okay. he's not a Swiss Beats <laughs> type of guy. Swiss I, I, Beats you don't know me? Swiss you don't know me? You don't know me is okay. I like that. I like ASAP. I like Rubber I, Man. Man. I like um, yeah. I like Be Easy. I like I like Be those few songs. Real nice. Yeah, Be Easy is real nice. But yeah, um, he's got some, yeah got but I I ain't, nice. I ain't sl- I ain't slide around with my old lady listening to Ti in a yeah, minute. Man. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> you could go back to Jeezy and play that whole album front to back, and it still, for the most part, sounds pretty good. Or even or even today. Gucci. I think you could still yeah, play some Gucci, Gucci man, to this day. Still man. sounds good to this day. Yep. Ti man, Ti sounds very early two thousands. Well, the the thing about him is no one's ever really sounded like him. That's that's what's pretty With that exaggerated ass southern accent he got. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah, no <laughs> one's ever really sounded like him, man. <laughs> Where he tries to mix yeah. in big words and sound smart. Yeah, but but yeah, Gucci, that, that's but, the... but Gucci man, you could you could play you could play his shit from 06. Yeah, and it still sound good today, man. Yeah. Yeah, you could play. You, you can go all the way through that. I mean, and he was, he's, I think he's had like four eras for me. Like that, that's the, like he's had eras that people don't even appreciate. So he's, I mean, he's just, he's next level for me. Like that's, that's the guy for me, uh, Gucci, but I don't yeah. know. We had a conversation about mumble rap. Uh, oh, on yeah. The air yeah. Thing. I wanted to bring that. So th- this conversation started because um, I think Jalen Green was listening to Young Boy. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm like damn like everybody always listening to Young Boy in the car on Facebook or, or, or Instagram live for some reason, and um, I think Landry asked me why I don't care for Young Boy, and I'm like I can't fucking understand what he's saying. <laughs> like he got a thick ass Louisiana accent, his voice is super squeaky, and he used heavy auto tune, so it's very hard to understand what he's saying, and um, I think that's how the mumble rap conversation started yeah i don't look there's people who i don't like but i understand like little baby but i don't like little baby but i understand why people like him i legitimately don't understand why people like nba young boy <laughs> and why he's so popular yeah. i just accept it as me being old because yeah. I, i've given him a shot several shots <laughs> 
And there's some songs I think are okay. Maybe maybe the older ones. But like Figgy said, I can't understand what he's saying. Even when he talks normally, I can't understand. He he put out a video talking about how he regrets some of the music he's put out because of the people who listen and do bad things. And I couldn't even I needed subtitles, man. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> about, dog? So it, it, NBA Young Boy is somebody I don't understand really, but that's just. I, 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 let me ask Rock. I want to ask you this, Rocket. Where do you think your opinion? Where do you think mumble rap started? The Migos. Migos. Okay. I would say Migos era is around when I started hearing mumble rappers okay. used at, to describe rap. I think you can blame Gucci for it, man. And I and as much as that hurts me to say, like if you go back and listen to um, like uh, the trap back, like when he was like before he was going to jail the second time, um, that was when Migos I think was like living in his uh, studio or something like that, like um. And they had, he had Young Thug there, and he had Rich Homie, and he had, like, Migos on all the uh, Trap God and all that type of stuff. Gucci had, like, a kind of a mumble time uh, where I think that that kind of started a little bit. It's funny, you, it's funny you said that because I ain't say this on the show because I ain't want to get into all of that, but I felt like mumble rap was kind of introduced. It wasn't called mumble rap during the end, but I felt like it, it, it was kind of around the whole uh, Chicago drill era, too. Uh, because yeah. they would be high on drugs, they'd be on lean or whatever, and they and they'd literally be mumbling in the studio, man. I think some of it started from there, but yeah, I think I think Gucci being on lean a lot was was kind of the mumble, the I guess the introduction to the mumble rap, and then of course I I, I think um, I think Miguel said Yo, Lil Yachty. I think he was kind of the butt of all. Yeah. He, he was like the yeah. face of it, unfortunately. But I don't think he took it serious. I think he was just kind of, I don't think Lil Yachty was ever like, I don't think he would get offended if you said that. Doesn't seem yeah, like Yeah, I, I mean, he's know. admitted like his old music was ass now. So, yeah, yeah I don't think he would care. But I, I would say Migos is when people started calling it mumble rap. Which and I don't me, know. I don't, do you think it's fair? Like, do, like who, who at, mumbles in at their first, group? Like, at first, I thought it was. I thought they was mumble rappers, but when you go back to their music, they was very lyrical. Like I felt like they wasn't just saying a lot of bullshit. I felt like they was look. I, I I think they were a little more lyrical than I gave them credit for originally. They were lyrical, but that the, their delivery was very low key. And honestly, like, have you ever tried to rap along to a Migos song? It's, even if you know the words, it's like impossible, man. <laughs> because you really can't understand what they're saying sometimes. And the cadence is just, it's its hard to catch. And even their hooks are hard to memorize, man. So I would say Migos definitely. And I fuck with the Migos. I like the Migos RIP takeoff, man. But I feel like, and especially everybody started jacking that style after a while. Oh, yeah. So... Like everybody crazy. did the triplet flow. Everybody was doing a dun, 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 like that kind of flow. And that's when mumble rap really took off to me. Yeah. But everybody was inspired by Gucci in some form or fashion. So I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of came from him too. Yeah. yeah. So and, and and too, I think Migos were just mumblers anyway, because remember the interview with Joe Button? We were really on bad and bougie. Yeah. We were really bad and bougie. <laughs> <laughs> like, and the academics was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, Joe Button, 
You say Joe I love old bad bougie? <laughs> Joe Budden said, when he's talking about them, he said, mumble, young man, mumble. <laughs> and I, was like, I was laughing so hard when he said that shit, dog. <laughs> um, Miguel asked, does 6ix9ine do anything for y'all? Look, I don't care what Hulk. nobody says. That first uh, album he put out has some great workout music, man. Workout music. Workout music, yeah. High intensity, get crunk music. I like Gummo still. I still bump Gummo, man. I don't get, that <laughs> beat is just too hard, dog. What about Gooba? Might be, what's that? Gooba? Goober? Is that the song? Gooba? His song titles are weird. His he song, has a song titles, called Chocolate that I like. His, <laughs> his song it, titles yeah. don't have anything to do with the song. Yeah. <laughs> he had one called Cuda that was hard too, but his first album has some bangers, man. Now he's like in some weird Latino reggaeton. Oh, he's gonna type dominate shit. it though, bro. He, just he why I, I guarantee you that he's gonna be a megastar in that Latino game. He's I mean, gonna, he's gonna dominate it. I don't know about megastar, but he he, uh, he could. I, if you it, look, it's I've better than before, the space. The music he is up. all that matters. Yeah, I, I, if he not can for make him, his, though, not for him. He kind of seems like he's getting screwed. I don't know. I don't know what the deal. I, normally, when people start talking about getting kind of squeezed out, I kind of roll my eyes. But it does seem like he's getting kind of squeezed. You mean like six nine? Yeah. I mean, the the issue is nobody in rap can work with him. Yeah. Same thing with Gunna. Gunna's yeah. career is over in rap, man. He's got to switch over to EDM <laughs> because nobody, the producers, the rappers, are not going to work with uh, somebody labeled a snitch. That's just how it is, man. He said his motivation is DMX, 6 9 eh, I could oh, kind of yeah, hear oh, it. I feel like the energy, like the initial like energy, but like as far, there's not, he doesn't have that depth. Like, let's, well, of course not. Yeah, and I mean, and very few people do, but I don't, I don't see him as like a, I mean, he's like, there's like. He's a, like a DMX when DMX was just screaming a lot. But DMX was very, especially on his first album, he was very lyrical. He has some very lyrical songs where he's just not yelling in the song a lot. But um, I would say as far as screaming on the singles, like party up and shit, I could see some 6 9 in there. But um, And uh, Robert says Don Tolliver is good. Yeah, we like Don Tolliver here, man. Don Tolliver's dope. I don't know anything about him. <laughs> he's from H-Town. <laughs> yeah, H-Town rapper, yeah, you singer, probably, whatever yeah, you Yeah, you probably ain't gonna, I don't think he's gonna like him. Nah, he won't like him. He won't like him. What does that mean, man? I, Look, I I, I know yeah, your taste, you, man. You're not yeah, gonna like Don Tolliver. You kind of got an older taste too, man. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I got you hip to uh, finesse two times. Yeah, Landry is Landry is a finesse two times fan. Because so. I was for like three years, it was Young Dolph, and now it's just kind of. I, I feel like finesse is kind of Young Dolphian. Like it's it's kind of the same. It's it's the same ish. It's not like. It's it, it it it's actually really really similar. Like if you actually just listen to it through and through, but it's kind of it's kind of like the new dog. You talk about workout music. You ever work out to finesse two times? Pretty pretty legit, right? I have some of his songs on. Yeah, yeah. He's he's probably what I'm what I'm up on now. I can't get down with the little baby and all that stuff. I'm I'm just not. I, I can't. I was I fine with him early on, man. But I feel like after that first album, I forgot was it. I forgot which one it was, but. After that, man, I, I tried, I, man, I tried to throw him a life jacket, man, even during the pandemic. 
when he made that one, uh, what's the one protest song or whatever? Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, I, I, that song's fine, but dude, I, I watched the documentary and they were going to boycott the Grammys because he didn't win a Grammy for it. I'm like, get over your damn self, man. <laughs> like, come on, man. You know how many rappers haven't won Grammys? You're not going to go perform at the Grammy. He ended up doing it, but you're, you're telling me your manager's telling you not to perform at the Grammys because you're not getting a Grammy for that? Come on, man. What are, what are we doing here? That's crazy. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, real quick, speaking of Grammys, man, uh, Landry, you got to defend your guy Lopez. We we talked about it on the show before. Oh, no. And how he uh, he felt like Taylor Swift is in the same breath, in the same sentence as our boy Michael Jackson, man. What's what's up with your boy? Man, I don't know. Y'all had that argument. I, I he's, going by, he's, going strictly, he's going strictly by numbers. Uh, talking about the megastar, and people are throwing it out there. I just don't. And see, that's, I don't even think it's fair to compare that because even if the numbers are like different, like it's, it's, it's and, just it's. And, and see, that's where that's where I, I, I lose interest when somebody bring up, oh, how many AMAs somebody got. <laughs> that's why I lose. And see, like I respect Lopez for doing this research and stuff like that, but when it comes to music. People, we don't give a damn about how many AMAs somebody got. It's all about the music. It's all about the energy, uh, about the time when that music came out and the impact. And like when, whenever we talk about Michael Jackson, we don't, we never talk about how many AMAs he got. I don't even know how, much, how many AMAs or or Grammys he got, but we know he's the greatest of all time. So I, I don't know, I, I, like. I just don't, I can't get with people that bring up the numbers and how many sales this person had compared to that person. Especially since Michael Jackson was dominating like 30 or 40 years ago <laughs> compared to somebody who's in a very friendly air when it comes to sales. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. The, the cultural impact is something that just nobody is going to have like that again, man. But yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, Miguel says she is today's megastar. I get what Lopez is saying. Yeah, uh, today he she's he one of the biggest he, artists out. Yeah, but she's he, not Michael he, Jackson. He wasn't saying that. <laughs> he yeah. was saying she, you know, she's in the same, I guess, category as Michael Jackson. And That's I think, ridiculous. and I, to be honest, man, like this ain't even shitting on Taylor. I think she could get there. I think she could eventually get in that conversation. I don't think she's going to pass him, but I think she could eventually get in the conversation. But I just think right now, I, I just think it's a little too early. Like, I know she's been around for a little bit, but I think it's, I think it's way too early to put her, her up there with a Michael Jackson. But right yeah. now, I feel, right now, I feel like she probably top dog, if we want to be honest. The way I, that tour's going. I would, boy, I, yeah. would, I would put her over Beyonce right now as top dog. Yeah, I don't think any, personally, I don't think anybody can get to uh, Michael Jackson level just because of the way society is set up now. But, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, before we let you go, Landry, now that we're getting all the uh, bone-to-pick topics out, I got I to gotta hammer you on this, man, because uh, it's something you've always brought up. And look, we all have issues. Uh, Miguel says, uh, drops on my guitar. I don't even know what that song is, man. She got more songs than Michael. Okay, we're, are, we, are we got to mute Miguel? <laughs> <laughs> again, <laughs> we have to mute you again, man. You you speaking blasphemy here, dog. 
Um, and Robert asked, do you think UGK should have got that Grammy instead of Kanye in common back in the day? Look, if if UGK got a Grammy, it would feel weird. And I know really? we should be, it would, man. Like, and I feel like Pimp C would feel weird about it. You know, <laughs> he didn't even want to do a song with Jay-Z because he thought that would make them too popular. You know, I look, do I think they deserved it more? Yeah, sure. But I feel like it's better for the underground kings to be somewhat underground and I, I don't like the idea of them being mainstream. Like Three Six Mafia got corny after they got that Grammy, man, or the Oscar for uh, Hustle and Flow. Yeah, that shit made them kind of corny, man. Like their music started. That reality show went hard though. Adventures of Hollywood on MTV. I think I'm making your point for you, but I enjoyed that reality talk, show. I'm talking about the music though, man. No, but that like, was part of the corniness, probably. I, the I think most known unknown came out after the Oscar, maybe, and I, I like that album. But then they got weird after that shit, man. They moved to Hollywood. Weirder. Juicy J started doing songs with Katy Perry and shit. It got weird, man. <laughs> I like the underground 3-6 Mafia hard shit. And I like the underground kings being underground kings. I don't like them being the mainstream Grammy woman kings, man. I don't like that shit. Did you like Juicy's first solo album? The one uh, from a few years ago? I Not, can't I like remember the one that was on it. Stay trippy. Um, it was oh, good, okay. man. I, I probably liked it. It was badass. It was he actually did a good job. I probably he's like a music it. genius, wasn't he? Like the basically the guy that did all the sound and everything like uh, that. It was him and uh I know DJ, DJ Paul. Paul. DJ yeah. Paul yeah. had a lot to do with like some of the sampling and the scratching and all that stuff. And they were both they're both music nerds, right? Yeah. For lack of like no, no disrespect. I don't mean that in a bad no, way. No, they were they weren't hood dudes, really. Yeah, like yeah. that was exposed a while back. They weren't they weren't really from the hood like that, man. But <laughs> the music was still hard, though. They had to make so. it sound like it does today, except it wasn't as easy as it is today. Like they had yeah. to, they had to put in so much effort. Like if you back and listen to like the late '90s, early 2000s, Three Six Mafia beats. Like you, I can't even imagine how much effort went into like slob on my knob sipping on <laughs> like all that stuff like those beats now you can just have some jackass in his basement make that in like 10 minutes now those guys were having a problem who knows that was probably nights like just sitting there not even sleeping yeah um robert says players anthem was played at wedding versus we can't remember that song with kanye and common had i can't remember that i song was about to say about. which one did they win like was it go you gotta yeah, you gotta what was it go uh the common and kanye go that would be crazy. Yeah, um, I, I don't remember them winning over uh You got to remind us, and I don't remember which song they yeah. did win it for. Damn. But, yeah. I mean, Players Anthem should have won a Grammy. But, look, the Grammys rarely gets it right when it comes to quality of music. So, I'm not yeah. surprised. Anyway, hey, uh, back to my bone yeah, to pick, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear this. Look, because, <laughs> look, there are plenty of things to be upset with Deshaun Watson about. We all know what most of them are, the problematic things, the accusations and whatnot. But there's one thing in particular that you kept bringing up that I just didn't understand why you took it so harshly. And that is the Instagram post about the nine to five mentality thing. You still bring that up when you talk <laughs> about them. <laughs> and I, I'm wondering, like, did you take that the wrong way? Did you assume he was saying that nine to five workers are trash because 
I just feel like there's a cultural difference in how we interpret a message like that. Because I will say, as Black people, we have kind of turned nine to five into a slur. Okay? Yeah. Not, nobody wants that nine to five mentality in our culture. We shit on nine to five like as a job. And we want to be entrepreneurs. We want to be leaders. We want to have our own business. Bosses. And we want to have our own whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an ownership mentality that Black people want to have now. Okay. Versus the nine to five mentality that we think is some square shit. Uh, okay. But you took that and you, I think you assumed that he was shitting on everybody who worked the nine to five. You got to explain like how you drew that conclusion, man, because I'm confused. Well, yeah. And, and the post was there. It was uh, if you're 20 or 30 and your main circle isn't discussing opening businesses, investing, escaping the nine to five fitness, self-development, it's time to find a new circle. Your network is your net worth. Uh, and that was the thing. And let's be fair. I said this when he was still with the Texans and there was no, yeah. like, there was no, this isn't like some revisionist, like petty ass that I think no, a I lot know. of people do with Deshaun Watson. So I was, I, I was talking about it before he got traded. I just think, first of all, I think it's, I think it's weird um, from him. Cause I think, I think the nine to five thing, I think a lot of people kind of feel that way. I just think there's a lot of people that don't have the the chance to get by in nine to five. And I don't think that that's the Sean Watson, the brand that he was selling me for a long time. I, I, I think it came out after he got his 200 plus million dollars and all of a sudden he's following around and trying to trying to portray that he's trying to do it. You didn't do a damn thing to Sean. Like you didn't you didn't invest like there's no investments that you made like there. You're not you're not like buying squads like Patrick Mahomes. You're not in that sandwich spot that closed. Yeah. And he didn't pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> so like like Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes is buying squads. Patrick Mahomes is you know bringing Waterburger to Kansas City. Well, Patrick Mahomes is doing all this stuff, and Patrick Mahomes didn't you know hey say hey camera lady follow me here so that you can see me give my checks to these two nine to fivers these cafeteria workers and see that I'm just like a man of the people. Patrick Mahomes didn't write some book saying I'm a servant leader. And, you know, all that. I just didn't think that was the Deshaun Watson brand. I don't have any issue with it, with people saying that. Like, there's people who say it. But when, you, when, you, when you're going around promoting a book saying, like, you're some sort of servant leader and you're having the cameras follow you and give your, give your damn game check to a couple cafeteria workers and you really haven't done anything to show that you've escaped a nine, to, like, some sort of nine to five, like, I, I, I'm not seeing anything there. It just... It just bothered me. I, I felt like it, I just didn't feel like it was the brand that I was sold with Deshaun Watson. I thought it was just kind of weird that at the flip of a switch, you get, you know, the big bag and all of a sudden you're saying, let's escape the nine to fivers. I just thought it was, I just didn't think that was the brand that I was sold. He's not saying let's escape the nine. See, that's, I think you're just misinterpreting it when I, I, I get your general argument, but I just don't see that he's, he's promoting the fact that your circle should be thinking of bigger things. Well, I, that's Which, fine, but my what's circle, wrong with I, don't, that? I don't have, a, I don't have a circle. I have a circle of people who, who clock in and work and, you know, all that. So I don't, I don't have the circle, I don't have the circle that, that Deshaun does. And I don't, I don't even think that he does. I just, I just think he's just trying to sound like some sort of like savvy business guy. And to be, and he, again, to be fair, he did not, he reposted this, right? He did not write it himself. No, but his actions, like in some of the stuff that he was doing too, was kind of was kind of symbolizing that he was just becoming a little bit, little bit weird with. Uh, with I'll all. Ex- explain the actions, and I, man. And buying, I, I buying like, a new car. 
<laughs> no, just just all that type of stuff. Like, I'll, like, like no, uh, be, be be specific, man, because you you throw this out here, but it feels like you're just a a, re, a fe an emotional feeling you have rather than anything proving he changed this way. No, I mean it's it's there there are a lot of people who said that he that he was changing. There were there were people like in the building that felt like he was kind of changing. So there and and then he's saying stuff like that. Like it's it's just it's just weird. Like the whole vibe of Deshaun was weird. Like it was, it, it's, it did not seem like it changed when she signed the contract. It was strange. And also if you want to get technical, like the, I, and, and to be, to be clear, I've been about as fair of Deshaun Watson as ever. I've never called him a sexual predator. I've never said what he did. I've, I've said that I wish him the best. Uh, I get along with people close to Deshaun Watson. So it's not, I'm not one of these people that all of a sudden says Deshaun Watson sucked and Deshaun Watson did all this. But to be fair, like the whole, like the whole like stuff that happened, you can make a case that that's not really having like respect for nine to fivers too. If we're, if we're being, if we're being serious, like even on the surface, like it, whatever, whatever did or didn't happen with like the accusations, you can make a case that that is not respecting nine to fivers. It's just, Hey, you know, uh, whatever did or didn't happen, like for whatever reason, they felt disrespected. Uh, and I, and I don't, I don't even say the extreme. So I just think it's kind of like the whole body of work has been symbolic. And I just don't, I don't think that, that what I was sold for three years uh, was the same as it was after he got his bag. I mean, every, when, if somebody gets life-changing money, you would assume they would change themselves to some extent, right? Like, um, I, does I don't that always happen. Yeah, to to the most for the most part. If you if somebody gets life changing money, if they get a hundred million dollar contract, like do you expect them to be the same person they were when they were in college? No, not getting I money. Expect, I don't expect them to be the same. I just don't. I don't. I, I didn't expect that much of an extreme change. The dude went out of his way to write a damn self-servant book, Rocket. Like, I'm not sitting the, the here. Book not, corny, okay? hey, on, the, the book was corny, okay? I was the book was corny. You're sitting here acting like I, like I saw a guy, like, I, I feel like you're trying to make this, like, into, like, some sort of, like, big shot. Dude, the dude wrote an effing self-servant leader book and was trying to present a brand. It's not like the dude got a $200 million contract and all of a sudden I saw him driving in a Lamborghini with a, with a nice watch on and said, this guy's changed. He sold me a book about servant leadership and all this type of stuff. It was, it was a weird, weird, weird presentation and all of a sudden it just seemed like it kind of changed. Uh, do, do, but do, the thing... Uh, Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say a lot of uh, this is like the modern NFL player, man. Honestly, the the modern sports athlete. Period. They, they put a they put a premium on building a brand. They all write stupid ass books. Okay, they write books. They they circulate these quotes and motivational quotes and whatnot. Like, look, I, I will admit, I, I thought JJ Watt was extremely corny at first, man. He agrees. He, he like that too. Yeah, it, it was the stuff he was doing. It seemed like he was trying too hard to be the center of attention. He was trying too hard to build his brand, and it came across as corny to me. But later, I feel like this is just who he is, man. He's just kind of like a cheesy dude, but he's a good dude. I feel, you know. Okay. I think it, look, Deshaun Watson. I, I can't speak to his character, especially with the accusations, man. I can't speak to his character. My my only point is that. I just don't feel the because the the post itself 
was indicative of what you were saying it was. No, there was, I mean, there was more to it. It wasn't just the post. I mean, it was yeah. just, you But know, you, you always you bring up that post, and that's what kills me, man. Well, because I still it, bring I, it up, and it's like, it was not that. It was not what you thought it was, I feel. I thought it was. I mean, I, I don't, I, I thought it was. Like, even, even like the way he's saying that. Like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing, dude? Bringing, bringing cheesesteaks to, to fucking Houston? <laughs> like, I mean, like, seriously. Because, like, what are you doing? Like, you... You, you're trying to escape the nine to five based on what you're doing the same shit you've always done, sir. Like that's, that's the problem that I have. You weren't doing anything different. Like, is, so, again, so. you're misinterpreting. He's not talking about him. He's saying his circle and you should be. And, and again, he didn't write this post <laughs> again. He, this is not his quote or anything. He just reached, he just shared it, but it, yeah, the, the, the mentality was about surrounding yourself with people who are thinking big. Okay. Could it? Could he have admitted nine to five? And would you be okay? Here's a question: Would you be okay with that post if he just didn't? If it didn't include the nine to five part? Yes. Is that what really annoyed you? Yes. For okay. sure. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't see how I, that would not. Yeah. There's a lot of nine to five people who spend their hard earned money to go watch you play and stuff. So yeah, I know you'd like to escape it and stuff like that. But yeah, the nine to five for sure. That that's one hundred percent there. Like a. Talking about, you know, net worth and all that type of stuff. I don't have a problem with that. It's just, it, it was just, it was just weird to me. I don't, I don't know. But yeah. I, but I like Deshaun. I didn't want Deshaun to go. I didn't blame Deshaun for asking to leave. Um, so like, I've always said that. So I'm not like some, I'm not one of these weirdos who is all of a sudden like saying this after the fact. Like if, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if, if, Look, honestly, if I would have said that, like, after all the stuff and gone back in time and had some revisionist history like a lot of people are, then I, I would be, you, you should look at me like I'm a fucking weirdo. But I said it at the time when he was on the team. I said it at the time when he was the most popular guy in town. I said it at the time when um, we thought Deshaun Watson was going to be our quarterback for 10, 15 years. So, yeah, it's not, I mean, there's a lot of people who are going back in time and, like, you know, rewriting. Deshaun wasn't that. Remember this this week we said it, Figgy. Like people trying to say Deshaun wasn't good or like. Stop. Yeah, he wasn't like, really that stop. good. Yeah, he wasn't good or you know he did this that. Dude, I'm never. You're never gonna see me like with the with the journalism background I have and all that type of stuff. You're never gonna see me like sit there and just assume that that like the way that we covered that Deshaun like stuff like. You're, never, you're not going to see me like, yeah, was it weird and stuff? Yeah, but did I make like blanket statements saying he did something? I did not. Like, that's why I can like keep my head up uh, on, like, like I can keep my head up high and, and say that stuff. But yeah, but I don't, yeah, I I just, I just thought he changed and it was just kind of a weird vibe because he went so, he went so hard to sell being like the common like servant leader. I thought that was weird. If like, if, if CJ Stroud gets his, gets his uh, contract and he's, you know, doing whatever, then yes. But CJ Stroud's probably not going to write a self-help book, 200 pages telling me how I'm supposed to live my damn life and talking about how, you know, I'm just a man of the people. That book sucked, by the way. <laughs> I mean, Deshaun Watson making a book, period, is just funny. In that point in his career, that was like when Willie Beeman did a music video after like, what, three games? <laughs> yeah, it, it, what, was it year two or something like that? Yeah, suddenly he was a rapper and singing and shit after like two games in the NFL where he won. And it's like, <laughs> that that's how it felt with Deshaun. It was too early for that type of shit. I feel for him though, man, because even like, 
regardless of uh because i'm dude i'm i'm a man of god so i'm not like like i'm i'm forgiving but i like and i got drug on twitter for saying this after the browns game um i wish the best for deshaun watson i i hope that he you know figure stuff out like regardless he's 25 years old like so i'm not i'm not sitting here saying he's not a finished product like i'm not judging someone at 25 so i i wish the best for deshaun watson i do kind of feel like for someone like that just from like his mental state that regardless of what he did or didn't do we can throw that to the side it's got to be weird as hell for him now to go from for nine years eight years seven whatever being like the praise of everything. Remember when he tore his ACL? You thought someone died. Like the like the way that social media was and all that type of stuff. Like all you're doing. I mean, he probably could go on social media. Like if he's having a bad day, all Deshaun Watson had to do was go on social media and he probably felt like a million freaking bucks. Like he probably felt like a damn star with the with all the love he got. And now all of a sudden, I think he he's on social media a lot because even like his attorney said he lives on social media. Man, that dude should not have a single app at this point. Like he just gets cooked now and i and that's got to be like mentally kind of weird for him a little bit i mean i i don't know i don't know how you function uh i would i would argue the opposite i i think he actually gets a lot of love in in terms of his own personal circle and who he does business with yeah yeah on on the internet yes he will get drugged to oblivion in the internet from now until whenever yeah but uh in, in terms of like look no matter if you think he did or didn't do it, yeah, Deshaun got rewarded for what went down. Okay, let's be honest. He got out of the team he wanted to leave, and he got more money than he ever made, all guaranteed. Like, and, and he got the trust of the ownership in the Browns, and everybody on the team seems to be on board with him. The NFL players seem to love him. Okay, nobody out there calling him a rapist or whatever at least NFL player wise. So like, look, ultimately he was rewarded for what happened. So I think mentally he's probably fine. Yeah. If you go on, if you go on the internet, if you go on, look, he won't be in any commercials that get talked about. And here's the other thing about it is that the more success he has, the more it goes. Like usually like if, if someone, if someone like gets in trouble and then they ball out, like, that can be kind of an escape. But, I mean, if Deshaun Watson gets to the Super Bowl, like, you're telling me that there's going to be even more smoke. So he's kind of in yeah. a weird spot there, too, to where, like, just, like, the mentions and all that type of stuff. But he did get – I mean, he did get his bread, for sure. He got that. Yeah. And, and t- look, one thing I've realized about the so-called cancel culture is the memory is short, okay? <laughs> People will forget. Up. Yeah. People will move to a new thing. Same thing happened with Ben Roethlisberger on the Steelers. Yeah, it was brought up a lot at first, but people eventually moved on, man. People, yeah. it's not going to last forever. Yes, there will be people who will always drag him for that, but it won't be this loud. Yeah. People and will move on. I was even saying that after Deshaun came back to Houston for that first game and, you know, the crowd booed and all that stuff. It kind of got a little dead towards the end. But after that game, I'm like, man, that's probably the worst he's going to get. Because, like, like say what you want. I feel like these other cities don't really give a damn. Yeah, it'd be some people that's heckling and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, they they don't care, man. They don't, they don't. you know, it's not that deep for them. Especially if, if, if the Browns are playing like Denver or something. 
Like, ain't nobody about to go hard in the paint because of what he did off the field. So, yeah. and and as the season went by, the crowd was like normal, man. It was super normal. They they played, I want to say they played Cincinnati, and that's a rival. And they, it, the crowd was kind of normal, man. So, even, even last season, I felt like NFL crowds kind of forgot about it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I I just uh, I just couldn't imagine like the different. I, I I'm assuming that his mentions are pretty crazy. I mean, Michael Parsons the other day asked for a massage therapist, and Deshaun Watson was the number one trending topic in town. <laughs> I mean, he said he needed a professional massage therapist. I saw Deshaun was trending, and I have that PTSD where it's like, oh crap, he's trending. Let's yeah. see, because when we were covering it, and then there were like all these jokes, and I was like, man, what do you do? And all that happened was Michael Parsons asked. <laughs> for a professional massage therapist in Dallas, and my man was trending. Yeah, the joke. Like I said, the jokes are gonna are gonna, it's gonna go for a while. Him. I know Steve Harvey was on his Shannon Sharp podcast, yeah. and he made a joke about Shannon it too. Belly. So <laughs> yeah, the jokes are gonna are gonna cook for a minute, man. People will eventually move on. Do, so, do y'all feel like it's a statute of limitation of um, Texans fans to root against the Browns after this season? Because, because I, they have a draft pick? Yeah, because this season, I, I understand because they got the draft pick, but this is the last year they have their draft pick. Do you feel like Texans fans going to still try to keep up with the Browns and keep up with Deshaun? Do you feel like it's a statute of limitation with that? Because after this year, I feel like we all should be done. Because it, I, I they don't like, play them every year. I feel like a Texans fan should root against, you know, the franchise quarterback that got away, like for – Whatever reason, I mean, he wanted out. I I under I always supported him originally wanting out because as long as you have the POS person of service, you know, lurking around, I would want out too. Um, but yeah, but, but I, 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 you don't, I don't know the, if it's the, like it matters as much. But see, the past couple years it was understandable because it's like we got to see what the Browns okay. doing because we yeah. got the draft pick. All the Browns lost, so that's a win for us. I mean, how would you feel, though, if he goes out there and starts winning Super Bowls with the Browns? Like, that would probably piss you off a little I, bit, right? I, I, no, he would, no. He, you would love it. Diggy would love uh, it. I, <laughs> All right, well, let's pretend you're a, not from as Cleveland. A, as, a, as a Texans fan, I would be pissed. But in the same breath, I'm not checking him every single week and say, oh, Deshaun threw an interception. Whoop. L -l -l we got over. And the next week, oh, Deshaun got sad. Look at this, y'all. I'm not about to put no highlight, no low light tape out of Deshaun Watson after this year. Like I'm just over it, man. I just want to move on. It's not like he's in a division where you got to see him. You also had to live that with us, though, bro. Like I, that's I know that, that, that's what I'm saying. What? Like that's part of moving past it too. But fans didn't have to live it like you and me. Like you and me were in those sticks, bro. Like we were getting like you and I were having to move so damn fast for two years. Like yeah. you, we didn't sign up to freaking get a. a Dude, I had to sit here and like literally like on the go. Like we're just trying to sit here and talk about third down offense. And then all of a sudden, oh, did you see that story that dropped? And all of a sudden we're reading about wieners and all this type of stuff on air and having to tiptoe around it. And cut. so you lived it, you and I lived it yeah. a little bit different than and, the Texans fan. And, that, and that's the, I guess that's the one reason why I just want to move past it at this point, man. Like, like, will we be keeping the same energy if he was with the Seahawks or something? Like we wouldn't be keeping up with the Seahawks like that. I just, I just, I don't know, man. I just. You watch James Harden and the Sixers? I watch it with a little different energy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know, man. 
I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not watching James Harden say, oh, he, he only scored nine points, y'all. Yeah, we got over on them. Like, I, I just hope this year is the last year so we can move on, man. Well, it, does it depend on how CJ plays? Like, does that does that matter? I think, I think if C, like if CJ played bad, I don't think we're gonna be sitting here like, man, we had Deshaun Watson. Or, I think I think we kind of got over it a little bit. I think people kind of mm. realized that. You feel like I mean, unless Deshaun, if, if CJ Stroud, if CJ Stroud if ends up being a bust, if I don't know. Man. If CJ struggle and Deshaun looking like the old Deshaun, top five quarterback in the league. I think it will hit some people a little rough because honestly, it hit me last year. Last year when Davis Mills was looking so bad, I'm thinking like, damn, man, I would like I was I, I don't even think I told Landry this. I'm like, man, I probably would have just kept Deshaun, man. <laughs> I would I probably would have gave him a raise if he uh, take that trade <laughs> request off the for real, man, because it was looking that bad. Like, damn, like I understand he wanted to leave and and we all knew why. But I'm like, man, I would have gave Deshaun probably a, a, a I would have tore that new contract, uh, that old contract up and gave him. I wouldn't have gave him 230 mil, but I would have been like 190 or something, <laughs> 200. Like, dog, just stick around, man. We can't lose our franchise quarterback at this point. We we'll hold it down, but I would I would have had him stick around. That's how bad the quarterback was last year. I don't think he would have been down for that though. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't gonna play here again, man. I think his mind was set. But I, look, if CJ ends up being good or at least decent, we'll be. I think the fan base will move on. If he ends up not being good and we have to be in the quarterback sweepstakes again, then I think the hatred of Deshaun Watson will last even longer with the fan base, man. Because they, they they will be very upset at the fact that we had we finally had the franchise quarterback and he quit on the team. But, but see, will it or will people still kind of be stuck? Lack of better words, stuck in their ways because of what he did off the field. Because you still have a lot of people saying, "Oh, I don't care." Like he did all this bad stuff. I don't care. I don't want him on my team. You had those people too. So, Here's the ugly truth about football fan bases, man. I feel like. Most football fans don't give a shit about that stuff. Like, let's be real, okay? If all the people talking shit about Deshaun, if he was on their team, they'd be making they'd be making excuses too, okay? As as much shit as the Browns talked about people not supporting the the team anymore when he was on, I didn't see a huge drop off when he started playing games for them, man. So honestly, the uncomfortable truth is. It, what's good for me is, is good for me, man. And if, if he was on anybody else's team, they make excuses. But if he's not, they're going to talk shit and, and bring up all the allegations. So that's just how it is with the, the fan base, man. But um, look, thank you for the extended stay, uh, Landry. I know you got things to do, man. We been, we kept you here for a long time. You had to make up for all the times you weren't on the podcast, okay? No, I, ain't, I ain't doing so. a damn thing, man. This was, this was all I was doing tonight. <laughs> Nah, we appreciate it, man. We done held you for a long time. Um, now, we got to end with this, man. What is your prediction? I'm sure you talked about this plenty of times, but we went to Jim's and Juice take, okay? What is your prediction for the Texans' win total um, for the next season? See, after D'Amico's press conference, I said 9-8 and eight the other day, but I was high on that D'Amico draw. So I was, okay. was kind of thinking, it. 
I could see him going eight and nine, uh, you know, seven and ten, something like that. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a better squad. Um, I you know the over under is six and a half right now. It went up to six and a half, so I'll say I'll say eight and nine. But as the season goes, maybe there's some injuries and and I get a little bit more optimistic. But I'm pretty excited to see. And and the good th- the good thing about it is I'm I'm really really down to ride and die with D'Amico. Like I'm I know this sounds bad. I'm looking forward to his first F up. You know I'm looking forward to his first clock management struggle. I'm looking forward to you know him having to bounce back for the first time because I'm, I'm I'm committed to it. It feels right. You got a guy that everyone wants. So I'm, I'm just, I'm committed to this process with D'Amico, but I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say eight and nine, seven and 10, the over on the six and a half. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm there too. I'm like between six and eight, honestly, it's realistic to me. Um, this, 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 this division needs to prove to me that they're actually a threat to anybody. So until then, I'm sticking with six to eight, man. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a competitive six, man. Like I know a lot of people like six. They ain't really, you know, that good, but I think they're gonna be in a lot of games, and I don't think the division gonna be that good this year, man. I think the division winner probably gonna win nine games. So I think they're gonna be right in it. But I think they like Landry said, uh, D'Amico probably gonna mess up a little bit where they could have won a game or CJ might be in a situation where he could have won a game, but rookie mistake. So I think it's going to be a competitive, good six and what? Six and what? Six and 11? Yeah, six and 11. Man, I still, I still on that 16 from all those yeah, years. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't like how it's not, you, no team, I don't like the 17 games. That's just whack, man. No <laughs> team can finish 500. I know they're going to get to 18 eventually. They should have went to 18 automatically because I don't like 17. That's a weird number. I don't fuck with it. But anyway, appreciate having you here, Landry. Thank you for your time. Appreciate y'all. Uh, we, learned, we learned a whole lot. We learned you think uh, the new white man can't jump. It's a classic. Better than Godfather, even. <laughs> now, that's true. That's true. Now, we can oh, be serious. Now, that, that is true, for sure. <laughs> Definitely rather watch that. Jack Harlow is a better actor than Al Pacino. Yep, you said you heard it here first, man. <laughs> and Marlon Brando. So <laughs> now we appreciate your time, man. Of course, y'all can find y'all can hear Landry every ten to two, one Monday through Friday in the loop, alongside Figgy Fig and John Lopez, as well as on the Locker Room, Houston's number one sports podcast. With uh, uh, as well. When when do you do the locker room? Is that just whenever, or do you have to schedule every day? Usually a nine o'clock night stream, and then uh, drop a video in the morning. Uh, Gonna gonna it it been doing it since the start of the season in September, and then uh, gonna get uh, gonna get like a different schedule going once the season starts. Just been doing it in kind of phases, but every day for sure. Okay. Yeah. So what you, you got, got coming one up in now? thirty minutes, maybe? Yeah. Then, huh? what you, what you got no, no. I did it before today. I did a little okay. new Copkins Q and A, and then I dropped a, I dropped a new new Copkins video today, and then I think there was a Baltimore Ravens um, Texans got them at the right time. So I did I did three videos today. Okay. So, yeah. Content king over here, man. Pumping it Gucci, out. Gucci pre second jail stint. Yeah. With the with the with the six pack, man, and the fake teeth. Yes, so, <laughs> the, the clone. Yeah, the clone Gucci with the messed up of ice cream tattoo. So 
Yes. Appreciate you joining us, man. Appreciate everybody who joined on the stream. Listen, none of y'all on stream ask us anything else about Landry, okay? Because y'all had y'all chance they love to talk me. shit. I don't want y'all coming to this podcast no more telling us some shit Landry said, okay? Y'all <laughs> had y'all chance to get back at him for whatever he did. You and y'all was nice to him. Yep. So, and y'all was extra nice, Miguel. So don't come in this podcast talking about some shit Landry said no more because y'all had y'all chance to air your grievances, okay? So appreciate everybody who came through to stop by for the podcast and the uh, the, the live stream, man. And yeah, we're going to see you around again soon, Landry. I know Figgy going to see you again on Monday. So should take care, man. Glad to hear you're doing well personally. And shit, peace out, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, fellas.